Never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Beautiful indeed. It's a beautiful spring day. Great to be alive, actually. We broadcast live every weeknight. Again, for those challenged by the days of the week, that's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, our flagship radio network, our flagship network, that is. Great to be a part of the Global Star Radio Network. And want to say thank you so much to uh, to Todd and, and Global Star for carrying our program and, and for uh, carrying many such programs. We're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, folks. There you can catch us at the same time. Uh, or you can watch us live, as you're doing now, right there. I can see you. We can see you. We can see you. I'm telling you. Right on our official YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, get out of your pajamas, okay? Anyway, uh, we just want to say hello to a number of people listening live. I want to say hello to my wife who's listening live. Hello, I'm watching live, actually, and uh, my family as well. Well, did you tie her up and put a computer in front of her? Yeah, I said, you know what, <laughs> it's about time you're going to start watching now. And uh, got the duct tape out, and um, the police are on their way, apparently. Or at least that's what the neighbor said. I'm just, I'm, I'm joking, but uh, so thankful that, that we have such great families to, to back us. And I want to thank, uh, I, I, again, I want to thank te- uh, Eric the Tech uh, for all he, he's doing. And I want to thank uh, J.D. and Rhonda and everybody a part of our big family. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Most importantly, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and you're, for your belief and faith in us as we walk through this field of disinformation and misinformation, just the, it's, wow, it, it's mind-boggling out there. And um, I want to mention as well, <clears throat> Folks, we've got we've got a number of different websites here, but real simple. It's real simple. HagmanandHagman.com. That's our show website. There you can find current and archive shows. You can go to HagmanandHagman.com, watch us. And the, on the right-hand side, you can select your flavor, however you want to listen. We've got truck drivers who listen 
to Global Star. We've got police officers who listen through via Global Star. And if you want to watch, of course, best seat in the house at your computer. Uh, you can uh, you can watch us live on YouTube. Um, but that's Hagman and Hagman.com. And then HagmanReport.com for all of our news articles. Rhonda's doing such a fabulous job with that. And uh, uh, Joe Charles, the music of Joe Charles, the, uh, the folks give him a big hand, uh, you know, round of applause because he does a lot. In fact, he did the book trailer which we'll talk about later. Um, and just a wonderful voice recording. And uh, he does a lot of it. So many people call and say, uh, or write in and say, who, who's the guitar guy? Who's the guitar guy? Who's the music guy? Well, that's Joe Charles. And I just want to say a big thank you uh, to him as well. Uh, I'm Doug Hagman at the Helm of Film, investigative researcher, and, of course, my son, Joe Hagman. We are the Hagman and Hagman Report. Folks, have a very special uh, tonight it's going to be open line Wednesday. We're going to be getting into some news and some other topics, but you know we have a very very special something very special for you. L- ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know our good friend Katie Whalen, right? Nope, never heard. Of I'm going to I'm going to try to get to this. I'm going to try to get through this without. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to try no, to get, Katie get through Whalen, this. Uh, is, uh, on Dave Hodges' show, yeah, she's 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 the essential oil. Well, she's the health health lady. What is it? Family. We'll let her. We'll yeah, let, we'll but, let but, her. but 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 I'll tell you what. You know, some months back, Katie was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and she was at the conference in Dallas. Many people had met with Katie and prayed with her, and we've been praying for her and with her. And, uh, folks, you know, this week I was informed that, that my friend of, my friend of 50 years, I've known for 50 years, and his wife both have less than a year to live. There's so much sadness out there. There's so much, so many people suffering. Um, it's not good. But Katie's with us, and I'll tell you what, Katie's got, well, today, a couple hours ago, she went to the doctor. She had an MRI visit a couple of hours ago, or a visit with her doctor to get her report about her cancer. She called me right before the program started, and I asked, I said, do you want to come on? And she said, sure. I mean, it's personal, personal stuff. But I, we've received so many emails about how she's doing. We're going to let her tell you. Katie, welcome to the Hagman Hagman Report. Good evening, Doug and Joe. Can you hear me okay? We can. We can. Good. Doug. So, Katie, Katie, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on. I had no intention of coming on. I was just calling friends to give them a an update, and Doug graciously invited me on. But... Boy, I tell you, the more people hear this, the better. I, um, <laughs> for people who don't know what's going on, um, I had talked on the show several months ago, and then I found a, just real briefly, uh, I found a lump in November, and, um, just immediately dove into all my research and my natural 
in you know the information that I had on natural healing and the science I knew and got a hold of the the contacts God has so graciously laid before me and um, really just dove in right away and um, added new protocols uh, every couple weeks and literally for December January February March, I just hunkered down. I just, I quit doing everything that I normally do. I quit eating everything I normally eat and just dove into this spiritually. And Joe, you brought that up the last time I was on the show that, you know, our, our world teaches us that healing is take a pill, uh, chop something off, get rid of it, go on with your life, uh, inject chemicals, just all, all kinds of these physical, uh, things. And I knew in my spirit that healing is multifaceted yes it's physical but I so wanted God I I knew this was an opportunity I knew this was a challenge Um, and I just felt in my spirit nothing is ever a death sentence unless we listen to the world systems that tell us what it is and then we plant that in our brains and our brains simply manifest it physically what we think you know our bodies will manifest what we think and I didn't want to go that route I'm not saying this route is for everyone but it is available to everyone and it is the God route and so I hunkered down and I, I did all these protocols natural all God's medicine and I had uh, an MRI in just about a week after my surgery where they took out a mass it was lobular called lobular carcinoma it was a slow aggression a low aggression rate thank God but it was a very difficult cancer in that it was not isolated into tumors it was like pulling the skin back and sprinkling salt all over your breast and so that made it a little difficult and they my oncologist and my surgeon were pushing for mastectomy 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 that's the only option was there and I did not want that I was not going to do that and some people thought I was crazy and I knew in my spirit people who know God are not crazy <laughs> you all know that we just have a different way of seeing things and I'm not saying I've arrived at all but I knew I had to seek God desperately on this one so I had my MRI and it looked very bad in December, and my three months. Katie, Katie, you said you said. I I don't want to say anything. Um, you, you want to say how much of your what the MRI showed? Yeah, um, the, it looked very bad. It, it was um, they took out a chunk, which I just found out today actually how big the chunk was. I did not realize it was that big. It was five inches by five inches, and an inch thick. So that's a pretty thick, good-sized pancake of, of material. And my surgeon told me that uh, she knew by when she went in there, she didn't get it all. If she did take all the tissue that was cancerous, I wouldn't have much of a breast left. So that's why they were pushing for the mastectomy. And so um, I went in today for my, my night. Did I answer that? Is that what you needed to know? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Basically, three-quarters of your breast. I mean, your cancer lit up the MRI. Yeah. It just lit up the MRI. Right. There was a lot of tissue that was cancerous. 
So um, there were four small tumors they took out, but the, the rest of the tissue was cancerous. So I had an MRI this afternoon. I'm about three hours from my results. <laughs> and um, if I can get through this without crying. My doctor walked in, who's one of the top surgeons. I love this person dearly. They, um, they have their protocol to follow. They know their science. They know their options. They know their direction, and they must uh, push for what they know. And I said no. <laughs> and she, she stuck with me. She said, okay, but this is what I'm recommending. And I went in today had the MRI and she walked in the office and she told me that 95% of my cancer mass is gone it's gone and there's a small spot left and this is only three months with very rigorous and wonderful medicine from God and prayer and meditation and just letting him turn me inside and out spiritually and mentally I mean I lost 20 or physically I lost 25 pounds because I was eating I was juicing and, and eating greens and fruits and just very little of anything really and um, uh, I'm just I'm still high as a kite and she she looked down and she had a look on her face that was um, happy. She was happy. I mean, we hugged each other and high-fived each other and she had a shock on her face. She was shocked and she said, you know, this kind of stuff makes me wonder if I'm doing too much to too many people. And I thought that was an amazing, um, an amazing profound confession yes and I just thank God I thank every single person who prayed and I felt the prayers from thousands of people you know Dr. Ted talks about those scalar waves and I felt a constant constant feeling of hope although I would dip and I would have terrible moments and panic attacks and then I would come back and and you know, a lot of people walked out on me. Um, people don't know how to deal with people with cancer. And they just stop calling or they just can't deal with it. And it, it's a real trip. It's a mind trip. It's a body trip. But after three months, only three months, and I'm going to stay on what I'm doing because I'm not out of the woods, but to have 95%-ish <laughs> of this tissue reversed, healed, healed is amazing and I want people to be encouraged because like I said what I did is not for everyone in terms of you know taking the time and, and, and pulling back and the diet and the, and the prayer and, and the emotional uh, challenges but I want people to know that it's available and I will make a qualification. I'm not saying to anyone who has cancer, do what I did. Because every cancer is different. Every person is different. 
there are cancers that you must take out immediately. I was blessed, and I say blessed because this has been a blessing, Doug and Joe. This has changed my whole life. It has changed my perspective. It has deepened my faith. It has transformed my body, my spirit, everything. And I, and I think that what God, when God gives us these challenges, He wants us closer. It's not because He's a punishing God. I mean, all that religious nonsense. It happens. And I'm not saying God allows it or God does it. Just, it's life. And I'm not going to analyze why. I'm just going to say He wants us to turn to him, to his ways, to his medicines, to his word, to his healing. The power is there. We live in the kingdom of God. It's not somewhere else. It's here. There are frequencies. There are energies we can elevate to when we pray. You know, some I read somewhere that prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God and we're always talking to God and how often do we listen to God well I had plenty of time to listen to God and it wasn't easy but God wants all of us and this challenge for me I felt him pulling me in and up and I had nothing and I realized that this was the first time in my life I had totally lost control. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm not out of the woods, but I am so incredibly grateful and so amazed. And I shouldn't be because it's all there. We, he just wants us to reach out and take hold of his gifts. They are right here for everyone. But can we get quiet enough to listen to what he's telling us. And I'm encouraging people, if you've had a diagnosis, if you have an ongoing issue, to physically, you know, the physical aspect of it, research the medical, the science of it, from natural sites, and look to the word, and be quiet and listen to his guidance because he's there. My sister gave me a book today and she had just found it a few days ago. And it was about a man who died and went and came back. And when he was in, the, I haven't read the book, I'll give you the name of the book, but it was exactly what I was telling her and she gave this back to me. It's called Health Revelations from Heaven and Earth. And it's a but a man named Tommy Rosa who died and he came back to life but while he was dead he conversed with Jesus and Jesus said all of my all of my medicines I've given you I have given you everything you need on earth and from from walking on the ground in your bare feet and and just picking up the natural beautiful healing uh, magnetic forces of the of the of the earth to to foods to I I've got to dive into this book, but it's exactly what I was getting. 
and our immune systems are built beautifully, but the world has given us no choice, well, very little choice, or brainwashed us into thinking that, you know, Twinkies and cupcakes and Mountain Dew are food and raw milk is illegal. I mean, really? <laughs> you know, growing your own compost tomatoes has to be regulated? So we live in an upside-down world. But if you have a diagnosis... And, and you have the time and you've researched it and you're not in a one of those situations like you know if, if, if I had been diagnosed with inflammatory breast disease I would have had to have a mastectomy within days it's a very dangerous dangerous cancer but understand the disease you have take a breath turn to God do your research on my show I'm always encouraging people Please don't turn yourself over to a cold, dark, impersonal system. I love my surgeon. I love the doctors I'm working with. I am grateful for the MRI machine, for the lumpectomy, for the pathologist to tell me what I had. I need, and we all need, these services. But the healing, the real healing, is between you and God. And that is the most amazing news that I've had and I so wanted to share the encouragement and that God is with all of us he wants us especially now he wants every bit of us and I hope I don't sound too preachy but you have to understand it's just been a couple hours and I'm really happy as well you should be and congratulations you know, Katie, this you are giving hope to many. I, I received an email, and I shared this with you, from a woman, 47 years old, suffering from breast cancer, who was absolutely devastated and, and yeah. very similar situation to yours and about ready to give up. And in fact, um, was following your story very closely. And I can guarantee you now, she's, you've given her hope. Your, your I testimony. Am, I'm glad for that. I am more than glad for that. And I truly believe that God put me in this position at this time and offered me this opportunity. I guess you could put it that way. I mean, it, it, life isn't what comes at us. It's how we perceive it because life is so unpredictable and I don't know I can't give advice to anyone I, I can't I, I can you know at some point because of the world we live in I have to be so dang careful about what I say and what words I use and how I say it and all this other nonsense <laughs> but uh, I am going to get my message out and I'm starting it now but there is so much information out there in terms of where to go, where to start looking, where to do your homework. Um, I was looking on the chat board. What's the name of the book? It's called, and I have not read this. I don't, please don't come back and say, well, it was all a bunch of this and that. I don't know. But it was, it's Health Revelations from Heaven and Earth. And it's an e, it's an ebook here, but... Um, that's a book that your sister gave you today. Yeah, right? that's yeah. This, yeah. It's a book my sister read, and it, it just really hit home with her. And she thought of me, and then she just 
shot me a picture of it, so I haven't read it yet, but she was telling me how it's, you know, it's very much in line with what I was doing, and she said, I don't, you know, I, I'm a chicken, I don't think I would do what you did, and I don't know why I, I guess I did what I did, just because I'm, I've always been kind of a, um, what's a nice kind word, um, <laughs> come on, help me out, Doug and Joe, um, oh, I'm not going to fall into this, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you know, my poor dear mother and father had to deal with it, but I just, I never took any answer that was, or, or you know, I'd ask a question and I wanted to know more. I, I just never took anything for granted. I wanted to know why, 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 why. So um, I just followed my why, 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 and so that's my story. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but for people out there, please know God has an answer and He wants you to search it, and in that search, you find Him. And, and and there it is, there it is really. And and I I just I'm when you called I I just felt that people needed to hear. First of all, people needed to hear a little good news today, <laughs> and people oh. needed to hear your story, your testimony, what you've gone through, and and you know, you've given us and the many people out there who who are alone and and who who yeah. have lost hope. You've given those people hope. You've touched a lot of people tonight. I hope so. I really hope so. I don't want people to lose heart. Everyone has, like I said, they all have different degrees of situations they're dealing with, but I want people to know that there is more than one way, and it's it's the medical model that we have is one way. There are many ways, and I'll tell you, Doug and Joe, this information is busting out. It really is. I, I do believe we are in the end times because of what is busting out. And um, if people, I will have a little bit of information uh, on my blog if people want to go there because just a few things I want to drop here. There was an article that came out the other day called the National from uh, realpharmacy.com and pharmacy spelled with an F realpharmacy.com and it says National Cancer Institute quietly confirms cannabis cures cancer well 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 and so what does the FDA come along a few days ago they start this IND I covered it on the show Mike Adams has covered it and they're pulling CBDs and THCs and hemp extract molecules by putting them under investigation it pulls them from the market I saw that yeah yeah that's that's see that the pharmaceutical companies are feeling the pinch there's way too much information getting out there this did Jesus not say or in the scripture it says in the end times all information will be made known and it is busting forth Ty Bollinger the truth about cancer He's now releasing uh, his nine-part documentary on April 12th, free to anyone. He's had enough, too. Um, and then the, trying to suppress the Vaxed movie from Robert De Niro. Well, that's busting through. I guess there was some reporter that had a camera going, and they, they're releasing the interview uh, with, is it Del Biggs? Uh, who produced the movie or directed the movie and they're releasing it because ABC pulled it they pulled the interview 
So it's getting out there, guys. It is getting out there. I'm going to have this information on my blog if people want to go to. Can I plug my blog? <laughs> please, 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 um, please. It's theessentialoilwell.blogspot.com. I'll say that again. Theessentialoilwell.blogspot.com. And in about 30 minutes, I'm going to have some of these links. So for the woman who emailed you, Doug, and everyone else listening out there, just take a breath, turn to God. He will tell you, listen to your doctor. If you trust your doctor, go with that. If it just it, it's it's ah, how do I put this? I, I can't tell anybody what to do. I just want to encourage people that ah, there is another way beyond the traditional medical industry. And I see the medical industry as only treating the flesh, and healing is a three-legged stool. It's it's your mind, your thoughts. Do you have negative thoughts? Unwind them. You know, Dr. Ted talks about rewriting your DNA. Boy, did that hit home. Can't tell doesn't you how much meditation went into. Hmm? I just said, doesn't, doesn't it, though? You know, it, it does. It, it, yes, yes, I, I'm, I was agreeing with you. Yes, it, it, it just it, it makes all the difference. What you, know. you, what you think... From the time you're a child, it may have been a learned behavior, just negative this or cynical that or whatever. If it's not in line with God, you can reflect on those, undo those. I visualized a corkscrew just unwinding from my brain and releasing these and replanting them with new thoughts from Scripture. And I did so much work on this and just, you know, because what you what we think, our, our mind, you know, our, our heart. We get information. We get information. We see things. We perceive them. How we perceive them is our filter. Clean your filter. Because if the filter's broken, then that, that thought goes into your mind. And your mind simply takes the thought and your body reacts to it. it you know, your body doesn't have any, gee, I shouldn't do that. It's, it, it just does what it's programmed. So if you can catch it at the filter phase, then then you can reprogram that because our bodies manifest they only do what the brain's telling them to do so our our bodies will manifest what our thoughts are change your thoughts change your life right and it's toxins too i mean it's physical it's genetically modified foods and and water we drink and it's it's the whole package and the cleaner we are inside the clearer we hear from god and I hope I'm not giving people the impression that I'm all that in a bag of chips and I've arrived because I am just like everybody else on this planet. I lose my temper. I sin. I fall short. Oh, my gosh. I just want people to know that no matter what, where we are, what we think, what we're doing, God loves us and he desperately wants us to seek him. And I want to encourage people. I hope I didn't go off the rabbit trail, but it's just this. When cancer comes about, it is the most amazing uh, trip up in life. And I had a friend the other day say, ooh, that's so scary. And I said, please don't use that word. Please don't. And, and I, I, I made 
sure that the people around me were not using scary words. I, I was it was part of my reprogramming. Call it a challenge. Call it whatever you want, but it's not scary. And and clean up your language. Clean up the people you're around. Clean up the foods you eat. Look in your scriptures and and meditate on it day and night and. I want to encourage people that there's another, there's always another way. Absolutely. You, you've done it. You've and done it. You said earlier, you know, the power of positive thinking, mm-hmm. the uh, keeping the negative voices uh, away from of you and your mind, uh, your faith. Prayer. Yeah, prayer. prayer. And, yeah. and, um, and you, you know what, Joe? I'm sorry. We had so many people praying for Katie. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. This I want to thank each and every one of you guys out there who did say a prayer for her and kept her in your prayer list because um, without prayer, who knows where we'd be. And <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, yeah. didn't hurt your yeah. situation, Katie. Oh, the prayers the, and the and the go fund, the donations that helped me. It just put my mind at ease, you know, because I had so many things. I had to, you know, these vitamin C IVs were incredibly expensive, and they were so helpful. And just just having that peace of mind, but the prayers, I felt every prayer, and every time I, I prayed back. I I just shot them back to all the people that prayed for me. You know, I. I it's a circular thing. It's it's a flow of energy. And thank you, everyone who donated and prayed and sent positive healing energies. And and you, Doug and Joe and Dave and Doctor Ted. And it, it's a collective effort. It's anyway. I I am so grateful and humbled and excited at the same time. Uh, well, you had a you had a you had a, a marvelous day today. Oh, I did, and I hope everyone else has a, a marvelous day with me because there's hope, there's hope, there's hope, there's answers, there's there's healing. By his stripes, I am healed. For anyone out there, repeat that as a mantra. It doesn't say I could be, I might be, I would be. He suffered. He was humiliated. He was ripped to shreds. He was tortured. He died. He rose again. He did this so that I could reach out and search his divine healing. A a woman named Karen Rogers, God bless you, Karen, sent me a scripture, Psalm 118, and it said, I shall surely not die, but will live and declare the works of the Lord. That became another mantra. There's mantras that you plant in your head and your body will respond in kind and your spirit will respond in kind I'm not saying this is I'm not saying everybody can I'm just saying there are are, there's food out there spiritual food please take it Katie thank you for sharing your, your incredible story we know that you're not out of the woods yet. We know mm-hmm. that you still require prayer. You, you still have to go through the protocols, the or the protocol that you're doing to maintain. And yes. it's it, you know, but but know that you're not walking this journey alone by far, and that you've I, got many people behind you. I, I, I and I feel it, and you guys are 
two very big ones. I I have a small spot uh, still left, but my doctor, I will say she was in shock. She was shocked. She could not believe in three months all that tissue had just transformed, healed. Uh, I'm still in shock. <laughs> so I'm not out of the woods, but I'm sticking with what I'm doing, and... That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, well, Katie, God bless you. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to come on. I know that I kind of probably took you by surprise, and and you know when I heard, you know, I I knew I, I just I'm so glad that you came on to share what uh, really the results of the collective effort by the listeners yes. as well uh. as your friends and everyone, and the results of well. Just everything you said. I, I'm, I'm not going to add to it. I just want to say, God bless you, and God enjoy bless. the rest of your your night. And I will. I will. And God bless Joe. God bless Doug. God bless both of you. And I truly feel a love to everyone listening. I'm watching the board there, and it said, "We love you, Katie." Well, I love you all back, and thank you all for your support, your prayers, Doug and Joe. Thank you for letting me come on and share this. And God bless you. God bless you too, thank Katie. You, Katie. And again, uh, thanks for sharing the good news and congratulations. Folks, continue to pray for Katie. Right. And um, we'll continue to pray for you too, Katie. And you keep us updated. Okay. Good night, guys. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. See, folks, we needed some good news because we're, we're walking in a field of bad bad news, bad dreams, nightmares. We look around you. And, and, you know, Katie was at the conference, Joe, and... We we had a chance to speak for a while. Mm-hmm. I I uh, spoke with her multiple times every day. Yeah, um, at the conference. But I got to tell you, the there is an element of uncertainty, of fear of the unknown, and but 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 that's pushed back by the faith and the prayers. And to look in her eyes, I saw a resolve like it's just incredible, and it's a result of every one of you out there. Who said a prayer, or who kept her in your prayers? I just want to say thank you. It can be done. And if you're listening to this, and if you've got any kind of physical impairment, disability, or if you've got any type of PTSD, psychological impairment, no, please no. You're not alone. And when we say, you know, we have our detractors, obviously. Some accurate some are just well some are just haters but you know what after listening to Katie I think we I think we I think we're okay I think we do a pretty good job yeah I mean I'm not I'm not saying anything that her it was because of us but you know as Christians getting together and saying look she you know these people need a hand up and uh, some prayer I think I think I think we have our place. And I just want to just say again to Katie, thank you, and we love you. And uh, 
wow, what a what a what just what an incredible story. But but see, we do follow up, and good news is good news, and not, everything's not all doom and gloom and porn, you know, doom porn and that kind of stuff. So how great is that, right? Doom right. and gloom and porn. Doom and gloom and doom porn and gloom porn and all that. But uh, <laughs> so tonight, open lines uh, for the rest of the show and uh, news and starting top of the next hour. Yeah, yeah, starting the top of the next hour, and we'll give out the phone number as well. Um, before that, but uh, to prepare so you can line up. And what we're going to try to do tonight with this is just try to be brief, as brief as you can, folks. And it, it, that's all we're asking. And uh, make your point. We can have a conversation, but uh, let's uh, try to get through as many calls as possible. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, while we're in the interim here before the break and the phone calls, let's go over a few news items. Uh, some from yesterday, some from uh, today, and there's some some interesting stuff out here. I don't know um, how many people saw this. The we talked about the NSA chief warning about an EMP attack on right. the uh, nation yep. and the uh, amount of destruction that it could cause. The one second after was a book written um, on. Uh, EMP scenario on America, yep. and I think the figures are ninety to ninety-nine percent of those people, uh, of all people, would die within the first year. Yes, uh, which is just—it's uh, astounding if you think about it. But you know, food runs out in, in hours uh, after a shutdown of some of that proportion, and then you know, what whatever people have in their homes, when that runs out, you go—you have to leave to go find. Uh, you know, subsidence for yourself, and sometimes, you know, you're going to, it would just be chaos. Uh, people will be killing each other for, you know, a pack of M&Ms. But the, uh, who, who was it that warned? This was the head of the NSA, NSA chief warned, black energy attack on U.S. power grid, not a matter of if, but when. And we had the ability, not we, uh, my dad and I, but we as a nation, as a government, <clears throat> I think it could, what did they say, $4 billion? would have been able to, uh, if they invested $4 billion into the already set up uh, electrical infrastructure, it would have fixed the problem to where an EMP would have been ineffective in shutting down the system. How much, again? Two or $4 billion. This is $4 billion, I think, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they chose not to do that. So you got to ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to ask the question why. And they said it would take two years. And we went to this EMP conference like 10 years ago, right. eight years ago. Yep. I mean, they could have done it four times over again. Yep. With the price of Obama's, you know, traveling money. So they're setting us up for depopulation. No surprise there. But, but the fact that the NSA chief has come out and said, look, we have a problem and it's not if, but when. And he is speaking about geographical, um, uh, geographically specific areas as well as, you know, perhaps a one big blackout. But if you read between the lines, there's a message here. I believe it's part of the predictive programming in that area as well. Expect it and it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I don't believe it's going to be one thing, Joe, one issue. It's going to be one after another, after another, after another. It's going to be chaos. And chaos is what's headed our way. And with, with an EMP strike, it's going to be nothing but chaos. Imagine that. Why having to watch television in the dark? Um, <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> no, you get what I mean. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> 
All right, where to start for tonight? Um, a lot of lot of things uh, on the on the radar. Um, uh, you have a, uh, there was a ruling on the Hillary Clinton email scandal yes. today. Uh, a judge granted two uh, for Hillary. I think for Hillary uh, to release emails that were kept uh, kept behind from the FOIA request. Um, let me pull up the article here. Well, yeah. yeah. Even before that, D.C. Madam's lawyer confirms he has phone records that could impact the election. Now, hold on a second. Uh, D.C. Madam, Eric, I was talking to you about yes. this. We were talking about uh, David Mason, the, the filmmaker of Grey State. And the D.C. Madam was somebody who was a uh, set up a call, call go ring for powerful people in Washington. Deborah Palfrey is her, was her name. And Right. She was accused of operating an illegal escorting empire in, in D.C. And I'm just, and she, though she insisted that everything that she did was legal and by the book, she couldn't prove, she couldn't prove it because she wouldn't release her little black book, I mm-hmm. guess. She had a little black book of all her clientele, some yep. of the most powerful people in Washington. Yep. Uh, specifically remember her going on the Alex Jones show saying she would not ever kill herself. And if she was dead, that <laughs> if she was found suicided, then that wasn't her. You know, and it, it amazes me. Then to, right it, after that, right, it amazes me, Joe, to to look at this story, and why in the world? Okay, we and we now, I understand that she was basically a a, a pimp, uh, I guess mm-hmm. you know. So she was this madam in D.C., Deborah Palfrey. Uh, she refused to release the phone records, and uh, as we said, okay, or release the little black book that contained phone numbers. And she said, "I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not suicidal. And if anything happens to me, you better better conduct an investigation." And she was found hanging. She supposedly killed shed, herself in her right. backyard or garage. And, and see, yeah. but but why do why is it not the media? Uh, why don't they understand? Or why don't people understand? That that she did not kill herself. That's the story. But you know, here's the other sto- other side of this, and this is what that you, Joe, mm-hmm. are talking about. Those phone numbers, and this is people wonder why. For example, why are people not doing what we elect them to do? Why aren't people following this? Yep. Whatever. It's because they're being subjected to blackmail. Now they're saying, okay, well, this information that she's got could impact the election. So, gee whiz, l- let's figure this out. Could it be Hillary? Well, she could have released yeah, the information, and she'd still be alive. That's right. A, that's like right. Breitbart announcing right. a future date of when he was going to release, you know, damning information on the president. Right. Dies the night before the release. Well, and, and yeah, it, 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 Hastings, Michael Hastings. And, and I know people say, well, wait a minute. Now, the widow of the family say, you know, oh, there was nothing, no, um, you know, no foul play. Well, okay. Put yourself in that person's position, family's position. I don't know, even that, even talking about Judge Scalia, his family. Now you might think differently, and we've dealt with people that have been threatened with death. Okay, threatened with, uh, uh, yeah, death or worse, and yeah, there are things worse than death. Absolutely. So you know. But anyway, I, I didn't want to tell you. I just wanted to make sure that. So, so who, who could it be? Gee whiz. Do you think it's Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, or. I would rather make a list of 
who's not in there because that's probably a much shorter list, right? Or even Hillary, maybe. But uh, obviously, um, obviously the uh, you know some people say, well, oh, this is all just you know bad tabloid stuff, and they're trolling for trash and cash. Uh, that's always the, the you know lawyers trolling for trash and cash. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe. But and, and oh, the other people. What does it matter anyway? Well, it matters because if you are blackmailable, I'm not even sure if that's a word. But if you can be blackmailed, what then, difference uh, does it make? Yeah, yeah. But if you can be blackmailed, folks, and you're in a position of power or an authority, and if, for example, and this is why we have to look at the homosexuals, the, the conduct of homosexuals, the conduct of, uh, of. Um, Whoever, I mean, or if you've got something in your closet, let's say you were part of a bank robbery, you know, 20, 20 years ago, and somebody had something on you. Extortion, by the way, is always, you never, you never recover, you can never get out of extortion, unless you kill the person that's trying to extort you. Or admit to what you've done. Or admit to what you've done, right. Blackmail, extortion, whatever. So, there you have it. And and it could, could it impact national security? Absolutely. Does it speak to character? Absolutely. You remember uh, on the way to Dallas, we were taking some pictures. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> anyway, I think we, me and Eric need a raise. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we took... My dad fell asleep on the plane with his head forward. Uh, yes. yes. It looked yeah. funny, so we took some pictures. And, and see, and see how cool was, is no, no, that? No, no, no. let me explain this, because uh, when we worked as private investigators, he would he would have the the oddest sleep schedule and places where and we would get hotel rooms, and he, I don't think he ever slept on a bed once. I mean, you're talking about the chair with your legs up, the floor, the desk, the bathtub, in the van... Um, but he would fall asleep in the weirdest way sometimes, and I'd take pictures of him, right? And I'd just show them to him in the morning, maybe send a few to Renee here and there. But uh, uh, my wife, right? Yeah, seeing you on that plane like that just brought some of those memories. Well, back. It, but, but see, it, well, I'm not even going to get into it. But yeah, um, so he, I could be blackmailed now. Now that they've got the the images to, to show me, like mm. you know, <laughs> and of course, uh, I don't know, what can I tell you? Yeah, I didn't uh, fall asleep. I passed out. All right. Uh, next hour, again, your phone calls, but uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if you saw this from InfoWars. Yes. But the Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Um, breaking. Fast and Furious, there's no information on, on that operation, was a secret program to ship arms to the Middle East terrorists. And on the front of the page... Um, there's a big picture of all these guns. Expert researcher investigating ATF Operation Fast and Furious, or gunwalking, scandal has discovered the operation is ongoing uh, and is likely serving as a conduit for a global gun ring. Speaking to Alex Jones Tuesday, Lieutenant Colonel Matt Smith-Mech, working on behalf of slain Border Patrol agent Brian Terry's family, revealed the botched operation transferred more weapons then initially suspected, into the hands of Mexican cartels and abroad. Do you think that was a plan? Do you think that was the plan? <laughs> I don't know. Look at the Middle East. Like you say. Uh, oh, it's just a coincidence. They don't, have, man, they don't have Toyota manufacturing buildings over there in, in Syria. <clears throat> they don't? Iraq. 
No, they don't think they do. Yeah, you, you see, Fast and Furious was part of a larger plan. We're all being lied to, and, you know, places such as, in my view, allegedly, ostensibly, have I thrown enough disclaimers in there? Places such as Snopes and, and, and other sewage pits on the Internet, well, in goes, my view, they, they lie to you. Yeah. This goes on to say, not only is it guns and rifles, but grenades, grenade launchers, military-grade night vision goggles, black special forces tactical uniforms, Smith Mech stated, adding the number of military items relinquished is more along the magnitude of 4,700. Um, and Tosh Plumley is mentioned in here. Tosh Plumley is coming gonna, back on. Yeah, he is coming back on. He's a uh, Tosh. Oh, talk to him off air. Oh boy, <laughs> Mech asserts weapons transferring into Mexico are still ongoing to this day, and his research suggests the weapons may be resold to broader international networks outside the con- country. And this is what he said: What I would speculate is uh, dovetailing on what Tosh Plumley. Uh, who has been on your program before, talked about. Um, this is, I think, part of a much larger international gun-running operation. Explaining the nexus between Fast and Furious and the Middle East, Mech claimed Mexican traffickers were already on record uh, meeting with foreign purchasers in 2010, and weapons linked to operation later showed up in Morocco. He goes on to say, we know of, from accounts from folks who are actually involved in running these weapons in September 2010, weapons separate from what we would call Fast and Furious. We run down to Mexico, down to a town in Mexico, uh, Caborica. Actually met with an international Middle Eastern arms dealer en route over to the Middle East, a retired U.S. Marine said Tuesday. And I think of great import is a Moroccan DST commander, their DST is their internal security forces, on October 16, 2010, reported to his supervisors that fast and furious weapons were in the Kingdom of Morocco en route to the rebels in Algeria. So, here we have this, this fast and furious operation. How, how does it work? Well, we are going to track weapons. We're going to we're going to set up straw purchasers, track weapons. And what happens? Oh, suddenly, inexplicably, the weapons, including grenade launchers, make it over to the Middle East. It's, ah, how did this happen? Put in trackers and uh, people think, you know, to track where the guns are going, where the purchases are being made, or the hands they're ending up in. But but you Instead, know I, I think they're being used to make sure they're ending up in the proper hands. Well, exactly the hands they want. Exactly, and, and and if my my wife's uncle, if you're listening to this program, which I know you're not, because you're probably too busy watching Rope a Dope, uh, uh, Rachel Maddow, or uh, who's the other idiot over there on MSNBC, whoever, I don't care. But if you're listening to this, let me tell you something, okay? Fast and Furious killed more people than uh, well. They, uh, yeah. Oh man, I, I I'm getting. Thank goodness there's a break. <laughs> Folks, your phone call, 844-769-2944. It's 844-769-2944. We want to hear from you. We're going to be taking calls in the next two hours. Let us know. Anything you want to talk about is up for grabs, so give us a call. We'll be right back. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 
Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, hour number two on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're going to be covering some news and, and going through call, uh, your calls for the rest of the show. Excuse me, I have a cough drop in my mouth. I feel like I, I got a cold coming on. So I'm going to, as I told uh, Todd earlier, I said I aerosolized it and it's uh, pouring through the vents now. So we'll all suffer together. But no, we, uh, we have Karen, Leslie, Maria, Samantha, Joyce, and Jewel on hold now. We're going to get to some of these phone calls, and we're going to talk a little bit about your book uh, in the next two hours as well. But let's let's start off with a phone call. We'll go to Karen in New Jersey first. Karen, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, it was so good to hear Katie. She took my verse, and I told her to proclaim it every time, lots of times a day. Amen. So I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord, Psalm 18, 17. Oh. You know, anyway, isn't it great? Isn't it great? It's we need good news, and, and we 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 do. So go ahead, Karen. I'm going to call you the Good News Channel now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Stan was on last night, and he was talking about the Temple Institute rebuilding the Third Temple. Right. Yeah. And my question is: Do you think that if they do, like they get that perfect heifer, and they do a sacrifice, that that could be the abomination of desolation? Because Christ was supposed to be the last and final sacrifice. Well, I think you're uh, you're onto something there. Um, this is so something that, would that be desolating the temple. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, many people uh, should be familiar with how the atonement for sin used to work before the sacrifice Christ made on the cross, which was <clears throat> uh, spilled blood of a, an animal, a, a sacrifice. Right. And a burnt offering. No, this was part of the uh, the law, and uh, when Christ was sacrificed for all men to be saved, the uh, they done a, they had done away with the sacrifices at the temple. And then in seventy A.D., the temple was destroyed, and has still not been rebuilt. Now, to the first part of your question, will the temple be rebuilt again? 
This is a question of interest for me because I go back and forth. We're told in the, uh, the New Testament in several places from Romans to Acts that we are the temple uh, now. Right. The Holy Spirit dwells. Yes. But at the same time, you know, everybody believes that there will be an actual building in Jerusalem. I, I take that literally, if I can chime in here, because how can you have sacrifice and uh, oblation ceasing, for example, if there's no temple from which to have them occurring in the first already, place? Right. Uh, uh, right, but go ahead. I had two thoughts on that. The abomination of desolation could be when they build the temple and sacrifice a heifer, because that would be like telling Christ he didn't matter. And the other is, if it's our body, the des- abomination of desolation could be getting the genetic, um, genetic, co- you know, the transhumanism. Because then, if we are the temple, and we desolate it with that, that could be the other thing. I mean, that's two two thoughts that I had. But I think that idea that if they slaughter um, and and do it again in the temple, that just is right in your face to Christ. I mean, I think that's that would be just it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I believe that to be true as well. And in Matthew, and I think it's in 24 here, uh, and it talks about this, and it says, when you see, I'm paraphrasing, when you see uh, the, the abomination standing in the holy place where it ought not be, uh, turn or, or run. If you're on the rooftop, you know, don't go back inside for anything. Run to the mountains. And I'm not sure if that's Matthew 25 or not, but... Um, this is something that is, uh, at least in in Israel, they're preparing. They have the Temple Institute. Uh, we're told a, a lot by guests, radio show hosts, and uh, listeners that, you know, they have it so detailed down to the knitting of the um, the veils and, and the uh, fixings of gold. But will they be able to build that? I'm not sure. Um, I've come across it, some scriptures might- that say no. But I could be very wrong. Yeah, well, some people think that that's when the Antichrist goes in and says, I'm God, but wouldn't it be more of a, like a desecration to the temple if they, if they do another sacrifice after Christ was sacrificed? That's what I was thinking. That's almost worse. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, what, what you're saying, yeah, what you're saying is a, uh, temple would, a rebuilt temple, uh, where, Sacrifices for sin were uh, committed there. That would be an abomination because, as you said, it would basically they would be saying that Christ's uh, death on the cross was 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 worthless. Right. And that's I mean that's blasphemy. You know, Karen, it's interesting, and Joe, it's interesting that you're talking about this because uh, I had a meeting today with a gentleman um, who well. They have a family. His name is Brad Hop. Okay, he and Megan, his wife, own um, Safeguard Midwest. Okay, um, that's a company. They're going to be handling our T-shirts and in our coffee mugs and such. And it's interesting because he brought up this rebuilding of, of the Third Temple today. And it's interesting how you brought this up, and he brought this up unsolicited. This is on people's minds today. The the prophetic words of Daniel. Um, I I I I just want to draw people's attention. Just the mere fact that we're talking about this to me signals that um, that we are in fact, uh, um, yeah, we're we're in the in the last days. In the last days, right? 
So. And not to keep you, but I have one other quick thing, and that was because when you were uh, talking to uh, Dave Hodges yesterday, he was talking about the brain, the brain waves going into your head, like thoughts transmitted into your head. And did right. you see on um, the Daily Mail where they actually have ads that go through the train windows? When people rest their head on the windows of the train, they hear a voice in their head. Yeah, and when they take I, their head off, they can't hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Did and you that see explains that? a lot. <laughs> yes, do, do, yes. Do you think that, that's that was, the same kind of technology that he's talking about? The way I think about it is... Different. My more short answer is different only because you're talking about a contact requirement, whereas Dave Hodges was talking about a patent for a uh, air uh, microwave um, non-contact requirement. Yeah, I think. About and the, one, you could hear someone else's voice, and Dave said you could hear your own voice, your own thoughts, right? I don't know about your own thoughts. Did he say that? No, he it said was, that. He it, said you hear your own thoughts. Are their own um, like it's your own thoughts as opposed but, to hearing another person's okay. voice? Okay, like it's your own thoughts, right? P- p- picture this, and and th- when we when okay when we did surveillance, and, and folks, you might find this very interesting. Um, back in before the days of more modern equipment, we we had a piece of equipment where we could actually. I guess, well, I guess the statute of limitations has since <laughs> long since expired, so I'll just say this. You could actually take a device, it looked like a parabolic microphone, point it toward a picture window or the largest window of the house, we'll say usually in the living room, and the vibrations from the voices inside that room would, would move the glass ever so slightly. It would cause a vibration, and we would be able to pick up Muffled, but nonetheless intelligible conversations oh, yeah. from within. I remember hearing a conversation about that. people talking about how they were shoplifting from <laughs> Kmart or something, uh, some odd yes, place. Yes, picking up the. Uh, in fact, phone. in fact, one, yes, one of those times. You're you're exactly right. One of those times, and I, I, I don't want to go too far off this trail, but one of those times we were actually listening. And think about this, because you can't really call the police and say, "Hey, we're eavesdrop," you know. We're, we're doing something. Well, anyway, we heard them, um, them, the two people inside conspiring to steal something, having already stole something from Kmart, but to conspire to steal, steal something else from Kmart. They gave the actual, they were talking about the actual Kmart location and we, and the time. Wow. That's like you my know, so, report though. Yeah, but yes. That's a pretty cool. <laughs> Didn't happen yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so we actually ended up calling the police and saying, "Look, you know, two people matching this description at this time, they're going to attempt to do this." And anyway, but yeah, but yeah, the technology has so far advanced, so far advanced. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I don't want to keep you any longer. Thanks, Karen. Thanks God for taking you. my call. All right. Okay. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Give me one second here. I had to reboot the well, browser. Okay. There, okay. I got it. Okay, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. But, uh, by the way, uh, Brad and Megan Hop, uh, Safeguard Midwest, uh, Megan Hop and Safeguard <clears throat> Business Printing, the folks. They team up to all, uh, meet all your business forms, promotional need uh, item needs. You're gonna just ch- check the Christian Marketplace because they're they're really great at what they do. They did a great job. Uh, we had T-shirts made for the conference, <clears throat> hats, and, and as you said, mugs. Yep. Um, you know, they were in Dallas when we got there. 
and ready to go. Uh, let me just throw out their contact information. In the event, anyone listening right now, whether about live or by archive, want, uh, needs something printed, um, uh, Safeguard's got plants all over the world, but uh, Megan and Brad Hopp, fantastic people, do a great job, personal service. Their phone number, 800-442-0016, okay? Now, again, uh, well, I, I I dislike people giving numbers over the phone or over the radio because we, but nonetheless, eight hundred four four two zero zero one six. That's uh, Megan and Brad Hop, Safeguard Business Printing out of the Midwest, out of Iowa. So go on. All right, up next is Leslie in Michigan. Thanks for calling in. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey guys. Hi. God bless. God Dog bless you. Joe? Yes. Hey. I don't have a lot to say, just other than bless you guys for all the hard work you're doing here. Really appreciate the education mm. that we are all receiving through your efforts, and praise the well, Lord for you guys. Thank you. It's yeah, nice yeah. to hear that, you know? Well, hey, it's- you need to hear that because you are making an impact, and... I'm trying to share you, and every time I do, I write, education is free, uh, you know, <laughs> and hoping somebody will, oh, I want to get educated. Well, <laughs> we really appreciate that. And the word of mouth and people like yourself is how, is why is why we've grown and how we've grown, and yeah. it's, the, I believe, the most important thing. And you know what? It's people like yourself who will mm. spread the word. And tell others, and soon we have a movement on our hands, and this is how we, we do. Can we overcome. do. We do. We have one going just since I started listening to you guys. So, yeah. Hey, Joe, congratulations on your baptism. Oh, thank you. I I saw saw the whole little video out on Facebook. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, my wife wanted to get baptized. And I decided to do it with her, and we both, uh, you know, rededicated ourselves, and it was a, nice. a great experience. Do you, do you still want to maybe eventually go to Israel and do it? <laughs> I definitely want to go to Israel. I would go to Israel and get dunked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I would, if I ever get to leave the country, Israel would be the choice destination. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, one quick question. How is Larry Nichols? Do we know? Larry's back on the air, so he's doing better. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's okay. good. I haven't heard him since that last I, night. At least I believe I... that to be the case. If not, Todd, Todd can chime in and uh, if that's not the case. But it's my understanding he's doing better. Okay. So. And I appreciate what Katie said tonight. Oh, my goodness, her testimony is just amazing and rocking, and I want to pass it on to everybody I know, too. And my last thought here, guys, is I really need some prayers for my son. Uh, he's in a really bad way right now. and and um, What's your son's first name? Benjamin. Benjamin, all right. And he's very negative, and the sad thing is, is he knows what's going on, but he just doesn't associate it with the Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's not tying it all together. And, and, and a lot of people uh, are in that situation. 
Yeah. And when the demons get him, they get him bad, and he turns real negative and mean and angry and just pushes all of us away and hates on all of us. And it's like, How old is Benjamin? Benjamin is 37, and he's just a year home from spending some time in jail for three years. So I'm wondering if he doesn't have a little P, uh, PTSD going right. on there, too. Uh, plus, he experienced the drug scene for quite a while, too, so there may be some issues there. You know, what he might have damaged, I don't know, but I know God heals, and I know Indeed. God can repair any of that damage, so... We will keep him yeah. in your. We will keep him in our prayers, and and we ask everyone to do that as well. Benjamin and Leslie, God bless you. Thank you so much for your Thank call you and, and hanging. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks for spreading oh. the word. Yes, I love you guys. All right, God bless. Have a great good night, great night Leslie. Night. God bless you too. All right, we are going to go to <clears throat> Maria next. You are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi guys, can you hear me? Hey. Okay. We can. We can. Okay, because you're a little faint to me. All right. Well, I want to um, mention that ISIS destroyed the Temple of Baal in Syria. and But there's a huge arch that people went through to get into that temple, and that was not destroyed. Now, this arch is 48 feet high, so we're almost 50 feet. It, we're, that's the size of a five-story building and 23 feet wide, and it has ancient symbols or writing on the underside of the arch. And uh, knowing the pagans and occultists that, that probably have occult religious significance and attempts to have, you know, occult power and make things happen for the people that walk under it, right? Now, there's something called the Institute for Digital Archaeology that has reproduced two full-size replicas of this arch. In other words, 48 feet by high and 23 feet wide. Now, for folks, listen to this. A, uh, uh, okay, listen to this. I'm going to identify yeah. you. Uh, Maria, Maria Canise is the author of Prepare for Persecution. Prepare for Persecution, folks. She is. The, well, we're talking to the author of Prepare for Persecution. If you don't have that book, go to Amazon, grab a hold of your copy, Prepare for Persecution. Now, having said that, this is important, what you're, what you're talking about here. This is so important, so please... ISIS yeah. destroyed the tower. Uh, go ahead. They destroyed it, and people were all upset. Well, you know what? ISIS is horrible, but that's one thing they got right. That thing should have been destroyed. I mean, the way they worshipped Baal was by burning babies alive and having orgies. You know? That's right. not good stuff. We don't need this all over the place. Now, the Digital Institute for Digital Archaeology has... Two full-size replicas of this thing, including all the writing under it, because I got to see a close-up picture online. They have a, they're using a, a 3D printer in China. It must be a monster printer. <laughs> Probably doing it in sections, whatever. But on April 19th, which is what, uh, three weeks, less than three weeks from now, they're going to put one of these in Times Square in New York City and one in Trafalgar Square in London. So these are what, the financial and power centers of the world? And on what day? And they're putting this this thing for for bail on April 13. I mean April 19. Well, guess what? That's a big day for the Satanists. They've got a 13-day thing that goes from April 19 to May 1st. 
and it involves two times of human sacrifice. You could have more, but there are two days when they're required. Um, the one on May 1st is Beltane, which goes from sundown on April 30 until sunrise on May 1st. So they're going to be murdering people. Uh, and this is sacred to Satanists, witch, Wiccans, and other pagans. Uh, they also, on the April 25th, in addition to murder, they also rape the victims. Now, uh, Beltane is literally the worship of the god Baal. He's not a god. We know he's just, a, uh, according to the Bible, these pagan gods are devils. That's what the King James calls them, devils. But he goes by several different names in, in different uh, ancient pagan religions, and one of them is Baal. So they're going to have this thing in place starting on the 13-day period when that ends with uh, Beltane, the thing for Baal, which includes human sacrifices at least twice. And uh, I'm sure that this is not a coincidence, the, the timing of that. Uh, these guys want to destroy Christianity and bring in a rule of paganism, demonic things, Luciferianism, and ultimately overt Satanism, you know? Um, also, arches, you go through an arch, an arch is literally a portal, it's a doorway. Oh, I, I forgot to mention something. Two of these isn't enough. They plan to do a thousand of them, one thousand in different cities all over the world. So they're going to spread this thing everywhere. Okay? Oh, remember that uh, Thousand Points of Light? Wasn't that a big castle where they have human sacrifices, the Satanists and Illuminati? You told us about that one. That's right. That's right. Okay. The Thousand well, Points of Light. Everyone celebrates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. The Thousand Points of Light. Yeah. 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 So uh, do you think the Thousand Coincidence? I don't think so. That's right. But also, um, they don't want Jesus to have a thousand years of ruling and reigning. They like to mock what God does, you know, or trying to do or planning to do. So, anyways, um, now I think these arches are are a way of trying to open portals. Now, we've got CERN opening portals. Steve Quayle told us about Mayan priests with crystal skulls that walk these huge differences holding rituals to open portals and who knows how, what the voodoo people and the all kinds of other pagans that we don't religions we don't know anything about are doing you know to try to open portals and satanists as a routine thing with a lot of their rituals try to break the barrier break through the barrier between this world and the demonic world which is opening portals again so um spiritual warfare is ramping up and many people can feel it in the air. Therefore, we Christians need to get Scripture into us at a far deeper level because we're going to be under increasing levels of demonic attack. Thinking and living biblically has got to become second nature to us. It has to become habitual on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. In other words, in wartime, you've really got to get your act together. We can't afford the sloppiness we're used to because we've been living in a safe and comfortable environment where most of us have enough to eat and we can stay warm at night and this kind of thing. We've got to really be on guard all the time, like the old military, keep your armor on at all times. You sleep in your armor, right? Amen. That's we all have weaknesses. 
we all have weaknesses and sins that we struggle with and we've got to deal with them. We can ask God to show us what we need to deal with and we can ask God to make us willing and able to deal with it. Uh, David gave us an example of that in Psalm 19 when he said, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So our natural carnal nature wants to deny the bad stuff in us. We've got to invite God to show it to us and make us willing and able to deal with it. By his grace, we can do it. By ourselves, we cannot. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Amen. That's exactly right. So that right. includes, we've got to get cleaned up now. The sooner the better. Because you, you, you prepare for the storm before it hits. You go to boot camp before you get sent to war. You don't want to get sent there untrained, right? Well, we may not want Preferably. to be in a war, but we're in one. Yeah, yeah. Not a one by our choice, but we're in it no. nonetheless. We're stuck in it. So Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and so on, the demonic things. Well, wrestling, I don't know, now it used to be it was a sport with no timeouts, and in ancient Greece and Rome, they wrestled until one of, one of the guys was dead. There was literally no timeout. You kept wrestling until one of you guys was dead. Yep. So it's not like baseball and football where you get breaks, you know? That's or right. even boxing. So we're wrestling. That means you get tired of it, you're weary, you don't want to do it. Uh, but that's when... Yeah, I, I mean, all of this is so important. And, and you know, we start out with the ISIS uh, destroying the um, uh, the iconic uh, the Baal worship uh, uh, temples and, and coming back with a thousand. This, now, this is a meat. I mean, this, to me, is what people need to be paying attention to because we are we are watching right before our very eyes this evil unfold and you hit it right on the head i mean this is here here's another evil here here's another thing paul told timothy thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ so we need mm-hmm. to do the same we're stuck in the middle of a spiritual war and we've got to be good soldiers of jesus christ amen uh, and here's another reason for it okay it's it's not ISIS, but it relates to Dave Hodges and mind control. Last night, Dave Hodges was talking about mind control, and you were just talking about the ability to project thoughts or words into people's minds, and they think it's their own. Right. Well, in Connecticut, there was an Easter egg hunt f- for children. Oh, yes. They had yep. three fields, and you know each field was for children of different a- age groups. So one is for like the two, three, four-year-olds, and another's a little older, and another's the twelve-year-olds. And it's I know Ishtar and fertility eggs. I know that's not Christian, but if this is parents taking their kids there because they want the to to enjoy watching the children be delighted when they find the eggs, and it's a sweet family thing anyway, even if it does have pagan origins. Okay. Now, all at once, all of a sudden, these parents go on a rampage. They go charging into the fields. They're snatching the buckets from the kids. They're throwing kids into the mud. One four-year-old got bloody. I don't know how injured he was, but he was bleeding. Yep. 
they, these are parents. They're not just any old person. They're people who have little kids of their own, and they're there because of their children. And they're snatching the eggs and stealing them from the children and throwing the kids around and putting their own children at risk to get a bunch of stupid eggs. What happened? It's like someone flipped a switch. I think that was a beta test for some kind of mind control thing. And that, of course, people will say, well, it's the entitlement society. It's that entitlement mentality. It's the people, you know, folks, take a look at the people leaving that facility. Um, now, I know you can't tell by appearance, you know, their their wealth or economic status necessarily. However, the majority that I saw in the film appeared to be, uh, you know, appeared to be normal suburbanites, if you will. They're not starving to death and needing eggs to keep from starving. Right. And besides, if they were, they wouldn't be spending the gas money to go there. Yeah, and they traveled, what, an, an hour roughly? Or yeah. A lot of people travel. This says something about, I mean, it gives us a glimpse about what, what to prepare for or what's going to happen when the light squad or when the supply disruption happens. It also, to me, and I think you hit the larger point here, uh, was this, was this, could this have been a beta test of some kind or some sort of, was there something else going on here to cause this mass, uh, whatever you call it, this chaotic event? Okay, um, here you have something that's sweet and pleasant and suddenly they get nasty. Right. Now, what would happen if you were in the middle of a Black Lives Rally? There you go. There Black you go. Lives Matter rally or an anti-Trump rally or whatever, something where people are riled up to start with. What would happen if they got blasted? If yeah. you're looking for, for civil disorder so that you can declare martial law, you know? Watch this summer, folks. That's all I've got to say. Maria, now, before you cut... something else. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. We are not at the mercy of this kind of garbage because we have spirits. The scientists cannot mess with your spirit. They can mess with physical, biological, whatever stuff, chemical, electrical, whatever. But we've got a spirit, and we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And Jesus Christ, if, if his word abides in us, if he's our Lord and Savior, Jesus abides in us. He and the Father abide in us. God is in us. We are not at the mercy of this. But if we live carnally, they can manipulate us just like anybody else. So we've got to be in the habit of living spiritually according to the Bible. It's got to get second nature to us. Now, we're never going to get completely there in, in our lifetime, okay? None of us can. The only one who did everything right is Jesus. But we've got to really keep moving in the right direction. Every time we fall down, get up, push ahead in the right direction. That's We've really got exactly to. Right. It's, it's a matter of yeah. survivals. It, and, and what happens, for instance, for parents? What's going to happen to your kids if you freak out and get carnal instead of being able to hear from God and do what God wants you to do in a rough situation? You, or, or your wife or your, or your husband or your elderly parents or, or whatever. That's right. We've got, it's a matter of survival. It's not, it's not optional. It's not religion on Sunday. This has got to be, prayer has got to become as natural as breathing to us. You know, you, you talk to your wife all the time. It's so natural to you. It's second nature. It's got to be the same way between us and God. And scripture, we've got to be thinking in terms of scripture, seeing things through the eyeglasses of scripture, having God's perspective on things, because our minds can get messed up and screwed up. So That's we've right. got to have His perspective. Amen. Amen to that, man. 
Marie. Sorry, sorry about the urgency. I, well, yeah, I do feel a real sense of urgency here. People have, people have got to get ready now. When it happens, we we can't afford to be blindsided. Absolutely. When stuff hits, people are going to get paralyzed. They'll get freaked out. You'll have people literally going crazy. We cannot afford to be there. We need to be in good shape so that we can help others. You know, if I had my choice, I'd much rather be in heaven than than in this world. This world is getting so bad. But I've got a job to do here. And I'm going to do it as long as God wants me here. And I'm going to stick through my tour of duty. And I need to be in shape to be able to do whatever he wants me to do. And And that goes for all of us. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. Maria. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, God gonna, bless well, you guys. God bless you as well. And, and thank you so much for all you're doing. Yeah. God bless. And listen, folks, that that book that, that Doug wrote, if you've got friends who are not awake and they're not willing to listen when you tell them about the news and stuff, a lot of those people will be glad to pick up. This is a fast page turner. I mean, this is a you can't put the book down kind of thing. They'll read that, and they'll be learning stuff while they're doing it. And But they won't be thinking of it as learning it. They'll be thinking of it as, wow, i got to find out what's going to happen next, you know? So th- it's a valuable tool. And listen, if there are any policemen or, or sheriffs listening, or people who have friends who are police or sheriffs, get get the book for yourself if, if you're a policeman. If you've got a friend who's one, give it give it to him. Read it first, but give it to him. Well, thank you for because that. Because the, the police need to be prepared to deal with this stuff. Our culture is not ready to handle demonic things. And, and the not. police need to be. They need to be prepared. I, I really hope, um, I hope, I hope those words echo because I, that, that, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank and you. And I want to say something else. Listen, I'm 73 years old. I do not read whodunits. I have no interest in thrillers or excitement. I'm at an age where I want things nice and peaceful, okay? <laughs> sweet and lovely. All right, give me sweet me little birds and puppy dogs. But when you see what Doug was there, was like then and what, what God has done in his life, what he's like now, that is so edifying. That is so encouraging. It'll give you hope and pray for your loved ones when Doug was kind of a mess back then, but he still was a good-hearted mess, mess and he lo- he had a, a passion for truth and what was right and protecting the innocent. And uh, I'm sure that had a lot to do with his getting saved. Amen to and, that. And uh, if God could change Doug the way he did, he can change the people in your in your life that you're praying for. So that will give you a lot of encouragement. Well, thank you so much for all that, Maria. Thank you. We're going to move on to another call, Maria, but you have a great night. God bless you, and thanks for calling. A lot of great information from Maria Canise, author of Prepare for Persecution. All right. All right. We're going to Samantha next. Samantha, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello. Hey, Samantha. Thanks for holding. How are you guys doing tonight? No problem, no problem. I want to take you on a different little tour, and mostly about Jesus. And um, I've always been a Christian. Um, I was 
a little southern girl. I was raised, I'm in Michigan. I was born here, but I was raised down south. And the church buses used to come. And, of course, they had Krispy Kreme donuts. If we came, we got Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I I would knock on people's doors. I would win awards. I would get more people to get on the bus. My job, to me, was to fill the bus. You know, the more people I got, you know, they, I, I mean, I still have pictures. I mean, they gave me really nice stuff. You know, as a little girl. Now, of course, um, I left the faith for a while, like everybody does. Um, I was very disappointed in the prayers not being answered the way I would like them to be as a child and not understanding because my mother and father did not go to church with me. So we're going to move it along. Um, and I, in 2007, um, lost my father. I was also pregnant. Um, I gave birth early to a, uh, a terminally ill child. Matter of fact, they told me she wouldn't make it. They told me just to take her home, and she has a rare illness. Um pulmonary ulterior hypertension is what it's called and you know she'll just die. now this was in Charlotte North Carolina these are the big doctors that are on TLC so I believed them I, why wouldn't I believe them I believed them and then something you know just like the Lord just came you know into me and I started researching and researching. I got on the computer. I just skipped that little area, you know. I was just learning how to type in high school, you know. So me and the computer were, you know, not formally introduced. So I was doing my best. So simple, easy Google. So I found out that there was a medicine after my daughter was a year old that could save her life. Um, they told me I had to get to New York. I had two other little children, but she was my baby. I'm like, well, how do I get to New York? And they're like, well, that's not my problem. But if you don't get her there, she's going to die. So at the time, I was going to the church. I was down south again. I was living there. Um, I was part of this Baptist church, this really, really big three, four buildings Baptist church. Went there three times a week. Um, you know, they had food on Wednesday nights for the family and then Bible study. And I just loved being a part of this church. I just loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, then I gave birth, you know, to this sick baby, and then I asked the, pa the pastor if he would, you know, let me at the end speak, um, you know, to the congregation to see if I could get some help and telephone numbers because my family's here in Michigan. So I needed, I needed help. You know, I needed babysitters. I needed to get back and forth to Charlotte. You know, my baby was there, you know. So this is a huge congregation. I mean, I had a balcony, okay, like a three-tier balcony. And I don't know, there was a lot of people who did stay after um, as me and my children that, you know, Alexis that wasn't in the hospital, um, you know, were there. And they come through and they shook my hand and they gave me telephone numbers. 
Now, I got a lot of telephone numbers for babysitting. I did not, but one man who handed me $20, which was going to help me make it to Charlotte one time and back to see my baby, okay, who they're not sure is going to make it. And I, I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I thought, you know, how can the Lord do this? I've, you know, I've been, you know, so faithful. I've brought so many people to Him. I mean, I feel like I work for Him, you know, and I'm, I'm, my, my husband at the time was also very sick with also, you know, an unknown terminal illness of blood clotting, you know. So he was in the hospital for seven weeks, and I don't know what to do. I'm on my knees praying and crying, asking for the the pastor to come see me, but he was always too busy. I wasn't an important person because I didn't have a lot of money to give to the church. So that's how all of a sudden he made me feel. I was not important. I was nothing. I was nobody. So I was on my knees. I'm praying to God. I'm crying. I'm like, what do I do? I need, I need to get money to save my baby. You know, I can't work. I got these children. What am I going to do? You know, and I've been doing this for weeks. Well, my ex-husband um, owns a, a restaurant down south, and he found somebody even younger and prettier than me, and he, he, uh, the word, prowled, you know, or, you know, on me because he was like 10 years older than me, and now this girl he was dating, like he was in his 30s, and now she was 18, okay, and he was very, very horrible, you know, man, and he told me, oh, if you want to make money, you know, you need to get into prostitution, yeah, she's a prostitute, you know, oh, you make lots of money, Samantha. Oh, this is my ex-husband who I have a baby with. Um, but of course, it's my ex-husband. Hmm? Yeah, that, I said that's unfortunate. And uh, I know we don't mean to cut you short. We're gonna we're gonna keep your son in, in our prayers. Well, well, wait a second. What happened though? Daughter. I mean, what's the bottom line here? What happened to him? The bottom the bottom line here is my ex ended up. Well, his girlfriend um, got mad and put me on Craigslist. And said, if this oh. is not me on, you know, yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Now I am on my knees crying and, and praying to the Lord, begging him on the floor to please help me. Please show me a way, God. You know, I follow you and nobody else, please. I've went to the church. I've went to the people and they have not helped me. Your people have turned their back on me and not helped me. And all of a sudden my phone starts ringing off the hook. Hey, is that on you on Craigslist? Are you available? I didn't even know what Craigslist was. Right. I was like, uh, no, I'm not on Craigslist. Phone click, hang up. Phone ring again. I'm in Statesville, North Carolina. So I'm in the middle of two major expressways in Charlotte and Winston-Salem. You know, so people are going, my phone never stopped ringing. I had to look up Craigslist. I had to find out. And, of course, it wasn't a picture of me. It was a picture of someone else with my telephone number, which said, if it's not me, it's free. You know what I mean? So I called the cops. I called the cops. Okay? Mm. Right? I was, I mean, even though I was on my knees crying and praying, I didn't say, okay, this is the answer. I called the cops. You know, this is this is a violation. Yes. So the cops came, and you know what they did? They laughed at me. 
The phone is ringing right in front of them. I am answering it, men who want to sleep with me for money. And they just laughed at me. They could have used me. I could have made money that way to save my baby. But they laughed at me and said, I'm sorry for your miss. There's nothing we can do about it. It's not your real picture. You know, you'll just have to try to keep flagging it and getting it down. Oh, we'll make a report. Yeah, change well, I couldn't change my number. I couldn't yeah, change I mean, my that, that's number what, because my baby was dying. Yeah, I had, that, that's to, I had right. to get to New York. Yeah, right. I had, that, to, I, I had to get a hold of all of these doctors. Okay? So then all of a sudden I opened my Bible because, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, Lord, you've got to speak to me. The cops just freaking laughed at me. Um, yep. You know, I mean, this happened while I'm on my knees praying, tell me. So I opened the Bible, and it comes to Hosea. And it comes to Hosea chapter 4, where the Lord himself makes a charge against Israel. I kept reading at the beginning. I'm like, okay, this don't make no sense. The fish of the field, the birds dying. Well, that has nothing to do with me, God. I can't, you know, do nothing there. And something just said, keep reading, you know. And then it was talking, you know, the prophets and the priests don't even have any, you know, say-so in in this to even judge you. And then... All of a sudden, in 14, it says, I will not punish your daughters when they turn to prostitution, nor your daughter-in-laws when they commit adultery, because the men themselves consort with harlots and sacrifice with shrine and prostitution. Okay. Now, mind you, I, I was sexually abused as a child, okay? okay? By myself, I was sexually abused. So then I thought, let me ask you, Samantha. Okay, let's fast forward here. Uh, what happened at the at the at the end here? Because we're running out of time. Did did your she you lose your son, or is he still with us? My daughter, my daughter is still alive. No, I'm sorry, this medicine that yes, my daughter is still alive. She has. Um, I became a pharmacist. I had to spend five weeks in the New York, which was horrible. They treated me horrible. Um. I had to pay for all my own food. They treated the foreigners better than they treated me and my daughter. And um, she has a brogiac that goes directly into her heart, and this medicine keeps her alive. And within a matter of, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, if something happens, she can stop breathing. It's like a house being dropped on her chest. Yes. Okay, and then the medicine doesn't come made. I had to make the medicine. I had to learn how to make the medicine in New York by the Credo people and everything. Now, my mother, I did, you know, of course, you know, my, my, my husband's sick. I need the money. I called the cops. Cops don't want to do nothing. The Lord shows me that I will not charge you. And then I look back at the, you know, let's you, talk and we go back to Jesus. You charge you for, uh, to, you charge you for what? I mean. Charge me for prostitution. So you went into prostitution? Yes. To save your daughter, to save your daughter's life, and that that would be the story of my book of of what would make you go there, what so would make went, a Christian go there. I did. Are you still in the I prostitution? Did, went into prostitution. I mean, no, I am. I am no longer um, in the prostitution. So okay. Um, so so all right. So what's the takeaway? But from at that? the I mean, time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm um, well, what I'm taking from this is the fact that the, that this is going on now, just like Pastor Paul Bagley speaks about the Hosea prophecy. And I just, I am very attached to him. I listen to him every day, let alone I also listen to you guys and Steve Quayle. Right. 
and it's just it's unbelievable I mean I am so drawn by the Lord again back in these these last two and a half years okay. the Lord just all of a sudden started knocking on my door and said listen and read listen and read there's something going on okay but these men that were in my church were calling me so you, you, oh, you have parishioners. Okay, you, me. okay. This is okay. So, so now we're getting a clear picture here. Okay, I got you. Yes. I yes. Right. Okay. There's there's what there's there's uh, churches on every corner down south. Okay, practically. Right. And right. these youth pastors were calling me. They'd leave me their number, call them back. There's a youth, youth pastor for Christian services, blah, blah, blah. So these men that, when I went to church and said, can you please help me? So the very people who, right, right, the very people who turned their backs on me. But yet when, when I put my body online, they would pay me $150 to sleep with me, but not give me a dime to save my child. This is reality, folks. Okay. This is reality. This is reality. This is, see, this is, that's right. Who saved? So, Jesus did. Jesus saved the prostitute. Jesus saved the adulteress. This is what he was showing, that men have put us in this situation where we have no other choice. Samantha, we will keep you in our prayers. Thank you so much. I'd like to give you my number also because I'd really like to speak with, you know, several. We've got I'd it. like to speak to Steve it. Quayle. I'd like to speak with all of you. We've got it, Samantha. There's so much more. There's so much more than that. I know. I know. Samantha, thank you. My daughter's name is Alexis. Alexis. She needs a double lung transplant and a heart transplant right now. We're trying to get her on the list. And she's nine years old. And they told me she wouldn't make it a year. And I made sure. I made sure. All right. God, thank you. All right. Samantha, thank you for your call. I, I accidentally hit the oh. button. Samantha, if you're still listening, obviously you still are. Look, you're going to be in our purse. But see, this is reality. That, that, the point of that call, and you might think, well, my goodness, you know, a, a hundred thousand miles to, to get around to the corner here. Yeah, but listen to me. This is what's going on in the churches today. This is what's going on in the, in the, this is why, in my view anyway, we have a problem. You see, we have these ankle-biting Christians out there who will take you to task for what? You know what? For saying, oh well, um, uh, for saying a, a, a naughty word perhaps, or for just, for, for not, for making a mistake. If you listen to her story, and, and yeah, it was long. It was incredibly circuitous, okay? But nonetheless, this is reality, folks, because you've got these self-proclaimed, self-appointed, uh, police, Christian police people, these ankle-biting Christians who will take you to task, but not lift one finger, not give one dime, not help you. If you were bleeding on the street, they would much rather walk over you and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm a better Christian than you are, or I know my Bible better than you do. See, that's perhaps Samantha was put into the mix here just for that reason, because there are blogs, there are, there are these, 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 these Christian policemen who will listen to everything we, we, we say. And we'll transcribe everything that we, that we talk about. And we'll take us to task for any mistake that we make. Or any error or any offshoot. But, 
But you know what? They'll never, here's, here's what I've learned. They've never saved a soul or brought anyone to Jesus Christ. And that includes you, Gary Jennings. You sanctimonious. And that includes, you want me to keep going? I'll name names. All right. That's reality. And that's unfortunate. When you have somebody like Samantha out there. That's unfortunate. When, when she feels that she's got nowhere, she asks somebody for help, and they say, no, no, no. Hey, maybe there's a soup kitchen down the road there. But wait a second, I got a hundred bucks to have you, you know, in the back of my, my uh, church van here. That's reality. That's what's going on in our churches today. That's why there's going to be judgment across this country. I'm done. Well, we have about two minutes left till the top of the hour break. Uh, Joyce, Jewel, Blake, David, Josh, uh, and Joel. Stay on hold there. We'll get back to you on the other side. Um, I don't want to squeeze and try to squeeze in a caller right now with just uh, uh, about 90 seconds left. But yeah, it's unfortunate, uh, especially you know the people turning her away for help are people who are are um, uh, what would you call it? Enabling the, you know, like she said, they have money for prostitutes, but not for the uh, ability to help somebody who is. How, how many? How help. many times? How many times? How many Christians? How, how many? blogs out there are dedicated just to taking, you know, taking other Christians to task, and but but they never help out. They never give a dime. They they never take anyone and say, can I help you? Can I do something for you? They No, no, they're all about themselves. They're all about this this religious religiousosity, religiosity or whatever, however you want to call it. They're all about the you know, and how dare you? How dare you if you screw up? How, how dare you if you screw up? Because we're going to take you to task. Use the wrong word. We're going to take you to task because you know what? Because we are holier than you. Mm-hmm. And no it's wonder a spirit why we're of brain. A spirit of religiousness, and uh, you know, I was—I don't have it in front of me here. I'll have to catch it on the other side. But I was reading from Plato's Republic today. <clears throat> I was looking for a specific piece of information where it talked about the different forms of tyrannical government and how they start in different forms, whether it's a monarchy or dictatorship or even a representative republic, all in it ending in tyranny. But the quote was that the worst form of government is a government that gives the people freedoms and rights because at the end, by through human nature, they're so degraded that they destroy themselves worse than any other type of government could do to them. Folks, we'll be right back with your phone calls and more for a third hour on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Reports. On the Hagman and Hagman Reports. This uh, Wednesday is something that we're going to be, the format is something we're going to be carrying on from here on out or for the foreseeable future, which is Open Call Wednesday. Open Line Wednesday. And you know, it, it's good to, to hear from callers, and we want to get as many callers in as possible. But uh, sometimes, you know, it, it, uh, we're talking about emotional topics, aren't we? Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, somebody who, uh, an example, Samantha, the last caller, uh, somebody who's been, you know, seeking help, seeking, uh, somebody to listen to her and being turned away. Um, it's, uh, it's a blessing to have a, a platform to be able to provide that, uh, for her. Yeah. And, uh, we yeah. just ask the audience to keep her in our prayers. And we're going to move on to our calls. Joyce, Jewel, Blake, David, Josh, and Joel. We're going to Joyce first. Thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug and Joe. Thank you so much for being here for me tonight. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for holding. I'm a first-time caller, um, and I've got, I'm trying really hard to hold myself together because, you know, we're, we're basically getting into this spiritual warfare here with, you know, the other lady, I forgot her name, Marion or something. Um, Maria about the urgency and the, you know, the spiritual warfare that we're coming up against. And like, I had all I could do to hold it together at the end of Samantha's, um, call. And God bless you, Samantha, my sister. You know, I'll definitely keep you and your daughter in my prayers. But this is reality. Um, you know, trying to get back to also to the point of healing, listening to Katie's testimony at the beginning. Um, you know, God is still able, you know, He's here, and the miracle is now, and and I have to remember that. And, you know, I have to say, I, I listen to you guys every night, okay? You, and I listen to Steve and Pastor Langford, Paul Begley. You guys are all I have. And shame on those fake Illuminati, fake Christians, 
that will post to my brother Doug and his program. Last week, Doug, you said something that broke my heart. And I had to pray. I have to forgive these people that will post this trash slamming you how you perform your program and how you speak. And You are all I have. I'm 60 years old. Okay? I just recently came back to the Lord back in December. Oh, that's great. I was backslidden for very many years. I even went so far as into the occult. And I oh, listened my. to Russ Dizdar, boy. I'd like to see him. I, I would have given both arms and legs to be at that conference in Texas. You don't know. Hmm. And I just recently came back to the Lord um, in December. I also go, well, I, I have no place to go. I don't have a church. I'm afraid to go into a church. That, that's <laughs> urgency. Yeah, that's what this is about. This is about this spiritual warfare. Where do we go? I have this little tablet that barely works. <laughs> I pray every day that God will keep it going, you know, so I can listen to my brother Doug and Joe and Steve and Pastor Langford. And I came back three months back at Christmas time there. I have four adult children. They're all out out there in the world the drugs the whole bit and I'm going to share this this is reality this is real and I know there's a lot of other people out there just like me I'm a recovering alcoholic many years alcohol drugs I was part of the same movement Steve Quayle I can identify you know and I have to go I was you know go to this other organization for meetings I haven't been there in almost four months, three or four months, because I am in, it's like a a tug of war, okay? I'm on my knees, and I pray, and I read my Bible, okay? Then I go to these meetings, and I'm hearing that I'm a sick mental lunatic. Now, either Jesus healed my mind or he didn't. (laughs) And I have to tell myself, just like Katie said, okay, I've got to combat that stuff that I'm hearing from this, this other organization where I go to supposedly for medicine for my mental illnesses and alcoholism. I'm do, going to do, do you, Joyce, do you have to go to these, or, or is, it, is it a requirement for your medication? or is it, is it? It's not a requirement, okay? See, I had gone back... Uh, six years ago when I had hit a bottom, okay, from drugs and alcohol, and I was not back with the Lord yet. It was like this process. But, Doug, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. We are trying to to solve that issue in, in, in a number of different ways, Joyce. Keep listening to the program because so many people are like you. We don't have a place. We don't have a church. We don't have friends. We don't have, you know, we're alone. No one, no one to talk to. No one listens to us. I, uh, you know, so many like you. So many. I sit here day after day by myself with my little tablet and my, my, my Bible. And I pray and I read the word. 
3 o'clock or noontime. That's it. Pastor Paul Begley. <laughs> 7 o'clock, Joe and Doug. Uh, Steve comes on, Pastor Link. This is, this is what I have. Thank God. And I praise God for you, men of God and women. But shame on those people to send that trash to your website. Well, they, they don't you know what? It, it, it's not about it. They, don't even think twice about that. You know what really gets to us is the fact that, see, what bothers me more than that is the fact that they would not lift a hand or a finger to help others. Okay, it's all right for them to criticize us, and that's fine. I, I don't really. That's okay because a lot of times they're what? correct. But you know what? It's part of the. What does L.A. Rosalie say? It's the, the chess match, the cosmic right. chess right. game that we're in. And it's like, the more you put out here of truth and get these people on and start speaking truth and preaching that word, then you know you're doing something right for the Lord when you start getting feedback like that. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know? And that, you know, I like that's you, what I'd like you to do, and uh, I, 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 I do this for me is, is go to Hagman and Hagman dot, or just simply send me an email studio okay. at Hagman and Hagman dot com. Okay. Yeah. Um, send me an email because I, I have a question for you, and I, I'm not going to do it over the air, and okay. I'm not going to. I've got your phone number, but I'm not going to call you. So just, just send me an email. I'd like to, uh, and then I'll respond to that with with. Uh, with what I want to ask you, okay, and then the, we'll go from there. There was one other thing I did. I did sure. want to mention, okay. Sure. I have suffered for years and years of severe depression. I was diagnosed with bipolar, PTSD, all of that stuff, okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, where the meetings that I used to go to, they say, you know, if you're taking medication for that, you're not sober. Blah blah blah. Okay, right, right. Well, finally, three months ago, I decided I was I was on antidepressants, psychotropic medication. Um, I decided I was going to get off of this medication and trust God for my mind to be healed. Mm. And I heard Katie's testimony tonight. Okay, you know, and it, even if it's in the mind, you know, Jesus said, you know, I have the mind of Christ, and every day, Doug, I, I I'm so scared, and I, I mean, we've got to pull this together, people. No, we, you know, if we we're do. scared now, what, what, you know, look at what's coming. Right. And I prayed to God and I said, Lord, you know, there's a reason why this is happening with me right now. And whatever your purpose is in these end times, what, what's my mission? What do you want me to do? And I have to wait on the Lord for that answer. But I, I've been off the antidepressants and I'm been trusting God, you know, for help with this severe depression. And I was to the point earlier of checking myself into a mental hospital and going back on the antidepressant because I I don't know where to go or what to do. But, but, you know? but Joyce, I would really caution you. I mean, if you were prescribed medication by a doctor, I mean, that, that's pretty dangerous territory you're kind of wading in right now, you know, taking yourself off of the medication. I, I Look, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. but Well, she knew. She was, I told okay. her I wanted to get off of it, and we, okay. we gradually weaned off of it. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, yeah, now I feel yeah, better. I okay. Yeah, I didn't mention that part. I'm sorry. For anybody who's listening, please go by the direction of your doctor's. By all means, and I did that, and I she gradually weaned me off, and it was around the same time that I got off the meds 
that I came back to the Lord, but Doug and Joe, I am a, I'm a mess, spiritually and emotionally. And <laughs> I, I just keep praying, you know? <laughs> Join the club, Joyce. We're all in this together. We're all messes. You know, we, we really, we are to one extent or to one degree or, or another. We're, we're all just a mess. But yeah, um, <laughs> okay. And we are all that we have. Yes, yes. EMP yes. goes off. I don't know. The end days, I really believe God is going to pour out his power on people like us even if that EMP goes off Doug and Joe you know he he's going to help us keep, pull ourselves together well, I, I believe that word. Yes. it's in his word there will be a remnant and there will be a remnant that shines brighter than any incandescent bulb or you know mm-hmm. other artificial amen. light amen. and they'll be protected and you, know, and you know I can't let my kids see me like this well no I don't see them I'm by myself. I don't see my kids anymore. Oh, you're back with Jesus? A lot of good he's doing you. <laughs> my kids were raised in the church, by the way. Of course. And and, and okay, again, we I go raised, back to that one caller. See, I raised it, my kids in a Pentecost, in Assembly of God churches. Yep. You know, and... But you know what? For anybody who's out there that's going through this, you know, just... Listen to Doug and Joe's shows. Listen to these guys, the men of God that come on. They feed my spirit. I get a glimmer of hope each day. I heard Katie tonight. God bless you, Katie. I'll be praying for you in the spirit, too. And Samantha and her daughter. And you and Doug, you know, Doug and Joe, you guys are great, man. Thank you. God bless you both. Don't forget to send me that email again. I, I, I've got a question for you, so send me an email and I'll, res- I'll respond back to you. You'll know what I'm. Okay, where am I? Know. Where am I going to? Studio, on? studio at hagmanandhagman.com. Studio at hagmanandhagman.com. Just go to hagmanandhagman. Studio at hagman. Right. Okay, okay. Just go to hagmanandhagman.com so and click the contact. Okay. Thanks. Thank Mark. you so much. God right. bless everybody. Uh, Thank you, Miss Joyce. Well, you know, we're all a mess in, in, in the eyes of God. I mean, you know, by. by by the standards, and, and this is why God has extended to us the, in my view anyway, the uh, why we could never through our, our own works uh, get to heaven, and um, say no, what you will. <laughs> say what you will. You know, I mean, really, yeah. All right, we're going to go to Jewel in Tennessee next. Jewel, thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. Oh. <laughs> You're getting a lot of practice tonight with the females. <laughs> yeah, we are. Actually, isn't that, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. Well, I was getting a, I don't usually do this, but I was getting a song in my heart of just making it, I guess, from the Holy Spirit, not from me. Um, just a quick little, just real quick. Um, I heard the Lord. He called my name, said, take my hand, you'll never be the same. Come walk with me together, hallelujah, 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 walk with me. He walks with me, he talks with me, 
said, you'll never be the same. Come walk with me together. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You got more courage um, than I do. Uh, I no. could do that. I, I sound like that when I sing. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Jewel. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I was um, going to share something with you about that uh, mind scale or wave, what, <laughs> trying to yes. understand that. Um, I was uh, called my uncle, who is a veteran, about a month ago or maybe three weeks ago, and um, spoke with him for about an hour. I uh, was sharing some things in the going on in the government and some things he didn't know and some things he did know. And um, uh, when he, uh, he hung up and I clicked my line to hang up and I was going to put the phone in the cradle and suddenly there comes a chant through my phone. I'm sorry, a what? A chant, C-H-A-N-T. Okay. Like a coven of witches is what I thought of. I'm like, how can this be? My 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 phone, I just, you know, clicked that it's dead. I'm Very interesting. And um, I guess I wasn't too nice because I, I said, well, I don't accept your hexes and your vexes and your curses in Jesus name I will not receive them you bunch of freaks <laughs> and, I'm sure that's what you said right I, I bet you there was more to that <laughs> no I, I didn't really I didn't curse at him I, I just came against their curses and your hexes and your vexes and I will not receive them in Jesus name and um, then I uh, thanked them for encouraging me um, wow. and then wow. tried clicking clicking you know and uh, I thought this ironic because my uncle is a veteran, and um, okay. I could not get a hold of him for the next two or three days because I'm like, you know, the timing thing. Right. And, so you um, kept missing. You, you guys miss each other. Okay. All right. Right. Is yeah, that what you're saying? I couldn't okay. get a, back back a hold of him, so I had to call my step aunt, and. Uh, she said, well, but she's not speaking to him because she's a Democrat and he's a Republican. And I'm thinking, oh, there we go. Louise. There, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yep. And um, I said, well, could you um, Facebook him for me? And still, I, I called him back, left the message, called back again, left the message, called his wife, left the message. And um, I finally, I called Chance. <laughs> Bless his heart, I did not know your guys' meeting was over on Sunday. I thought it was over on Saturday. But anyway, the reason I called him is because I'm like, I um, don't know how to handle this when I get a hold of my uncle. I just kind of need to just tell him, you know, what happened. You know, because I, I knew he had been in the veterans' hospital several months ago. But I thought that was... Um, Very interesting, huh? So uh, yeah. how did it end up? How, how did uh, you got a hold of him? Uh, chance? Uh, uh, my well, my aunt got got tired of me calling her, so she said, you okay. better call her. And um, he said, "Well, I called you," and he said, 
I've got your number, but some woman kept saying I had the wrong number. And I said, well, I left you three messages, two for you and one for your wife. He said, and they didn't come through. Right. And I'm you know, hearing more and more of that. And, you know, say what you will, folks. I've been hearing more and more emails not getting through, phone calls being misdirected, redirected, or some screwy thing happening with the phone. Send a text message that doesn't get there till a week later. I've I've actually you know yeah and I understand too okay you know that the things can get hung up in your 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 draft folder or whatever and then you restart your computer I get all that but we're talking more than that and with the phone oh my goodness you know um, yeah you know I look I, on the phone I I had in, in the Utah uh, Data Recording Center uh, show up in my caller ID. You know, could I prove it? Of course not. I mean, except, you know, I, I, no, I can't prove it, but it did. So, I mean, things happen. So, yeah, well, things are sister, happening. Um, my sister calls me from Texas, and she's crying. And she says, I know I'm not crazy. I know I'm not crazy. And I said, what, what, what? <laughs> and she's been getting kind of strange things on her phone. And... um Right in back of her house, she's got a lot of power wires, you know? Right. And um, she said, well, I had this dream, she said, and Lady Gaga was in it. And I'm like, okay, there we go. <laughs> and, Bad um, pizza dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, well, you, you know, she came out of an egg uh, on a stage. She was making a point, okay? She's letting everybody know they're birthing or trying to birth their new one world satanic crap that's right. That's right. um but uh, uh what i got was she, her husband has not been praying with her at all period and um yeah. i got i got part of that because i listened on monday when pastor langford was speaking and if I could just say something right here, and, and I really want to drive this point home, if you're married and you're not praying together with your husband, or you're, if you're a guy, look, I know, I know the guys out there. Okay, I know, I know. Look, I'm, I'm a guy too. If you're not praying with your wife, then you're missing out on a very special bonding experience, and a very important bonding experience. If you pray together, pray out loud together. That's what you need to do. Trust me on this, guys. Guys, I'm talking to you now. And your wife, your wife is not going to look at you like, you know, you're less of a man. In fact, she'll look at you like you're more of a man. Oh, that's and, very attractive, a man praying. <laughs> that's right. It really it is. is. It is. Um, well, no, I wouldn't. My husband I mean, wouldn't I, yeah, he doesn't pray. My husband doesn't pray either. Not at all. And I understand these women calling and, and hurting because now, like I was talking about, you know, 20 years of Lyme disease. And um, it's affecting me a little neurologically, but I'm still here. I'm still in there. And um, uh, I needed some help and some prayer. And, um, and unfortunately, that, that is where we are. Yes, you know, indeed. Uh, what can you say? That's where we, can we are. Say- we can say that we are all in this together. We are going to pray together, and we're going to fight until the very end. We're going to put on our, keep our, our armor of God on, and we're just going to continue. And you know what? We can't give up. We have positions to play. Let's find out what our positions are. Let's help one another. Let's take each other by the hand, or let's lift other other people up. Let's do this together. 
because we have to. We can't afford not to. And if, you know, to, to, to those who want to tear down others, that's your job. That's what you feel like your job is. Go for it. You, if you, if you want to contribute to the cause, help others, then that's what we need to do. And you're appointed, I believe, to, to do that. I mean, look, I don't know, I don't know what your job is specifically to do in, the, in this lifetime, but you have one, as we do. And, uh, well, uh, you know, so I, I think we need, appreciate we need to you guys. And, uh, Chance, I'm sorry to interrupt when you're on the highway. <laughs> but I did that because when I got a hold of my uncle, you know, I had, I, I didn't want to, you know, kind of blow it, uh, you know, because uh, I know he has PTSD. Uh, he knows that his body was used um, for, you know, yep. whatever long ago. Uh, but that's what I was more concerned about. And Chance is going, this is what you need to do. You need to rebuke them. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, no, I've already done that. I'm not going to, you know, listen to them. But it was quite the technology when your phone's dead and you have chanting. <laughs> yeah, you know, and people, people might not understand. We, you know, we, people may not even, people might think you're, you're the most loony of loony tunes, okay? I've seen That's things. That's okay. You know, okay. right, right. Look, <laughs> I, you know, honest to goodness, I, I, I took a case one time, uh, and this is years ago, where I was absolutely one hundred percent convinced that this woman, she, she kept, she kept saying, people, and, and folks, believe me when I, when I tell you this, uh, learn this lesson, okay? She, she would tell me that people would, be, would break into her apartment and rearrange her furniture or move like one item of furniture, one item somewhere, and uh, do nothing else. But but she was convinced, and and I and you know what I called her, I called her son, I called her. Uh, uh, she was a Catholic. I called her priest. I did. I mean, because I, I didn't want to take this woman's money, and I didn't take this woman's money. But she kept coming back to me saying, "Look, I'm telling you, somebody, somebody keeps breaking into my apartment, and she lived in an apartment, and rearranging things just to drive me crazy." And I was thinking, "Oh, you know, come on, right?" So I got, and, and this went on for like a month. Yeah, that's an interesting story. Okay. And, and so I finally said, all right. So I go over to her apartment. I said, show me. Just show me one thing. Because she'd call me up and say, see, it happened again. So I'd go over, and the milk would be out of the refrigerator. I said, okay, maybe you just didn't put the milk back in. She said, look, every morning this is my routine. I do this, 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 and I guarantee you it. I said, okay. Then uh, she, uh, some, uh there was, a, there was a table that was moved, and a small end table, a lamp and such. And I said, oh, you're just, you know, I, I, making excuse after excuse. But the bottom line is this. I went in uh, and, and installed uh, installed um, hidden cameras The uh, right when they f- were first coming out back in the early 90s. The nanny cams. The nanny cams, right, right. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it that her ex-husband... Yeah. <laughs> came in was doing that just to drive her crazy no, 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 okay so again the takeaway from that is is what is yeah you know look people i mean well you know what i'm saying so you may you may think well of course this is just uh people are just crazy no don't think that look at the technology no, that had, we don't know about um when i first got Saved like 22 years ago. Remember, I spent two years in bed with a, with a Lyme disease. But the third year, I was able to go visit my parents in Texas. And there was a relative that came to uh, 
see me, my cousin, and she was staying overnight. And um, I was laying on the couch, and she was laying on the floor, and my parents were asleep. My husband was asleep in the other room. And she said, would you pray for me? And I said, well, sure. Now, she'd been in and out of drug houses for a long, long time. So I got down on the floor, and I was praying for her, and then I just started singing in the spirit. Uh, I don't know how long I was doing that until my father comes busting out of the bedroom in his boxers. And he's going, who's shaking the walls? Who's beating on the doors? And and, and I'm like, uh, I, I, I'll explain it in the morning, Dad. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I going to explain? I didn't hear any of this. I didn't. But my cousin heard it all. And I said, well, how long has that been going on? And she says, well, a few minutes after you started praying. And so I'm like, God, why didn't I hear that? And I answered my own question, because I probably would have had an accident if you get my drift. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) And then the Lord said, ponder where she spent the last 15 years, in and out of crack houses. There you go. Who she slept with. Okay, it doesn't want to uh, let loose of her. And all my qualifications were, I'm not a spiritual giant, I was only three years old in the Lord, is I was available and willing and had the Spirit of God in me. That's it. And, and that's sometimes all you need to do is be make yourself available and you get your task assigned to you when you make yourself available. You, you, you've been a blessing. You've been a blessing tonight. Thank you. All right. Bless, bless you guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you too. Have a good night. All right. Wow. You know. All right. So I mean, it, it, you know, folks, really, I mean, things do happen, um, inexplicable things sometimes, and inexplicable to us. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you'd be uh, surprised sometimes at what the cause of certain things are. Blake in Maryland, you're up next. Thank you for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi, uh, good, good. Uh, just, I, I want to, well, I have a quick question, but first I just want to say, um, I called uh, about three years ago, and your listeners really came through for me. I, I was experiencing sleep paralysis, uh, the whole deal with the growling and the, and the hot breath and the, uh, I hate that when that happens. Yeah, I, w- I was in, I was in battle. And uh, your listeners, you know, really armed me with the scriptures I needed to to get through this. And uh, I never called to say how grateful I was and how and how that changed. I was lukewarm, you know, going to a church where probably ninety five percent of the people there didn't even know my name. Um, and uh, I got away from there. Uh, I. I really made it through this time in my life and without you guys and your listeners um and you know i'm just so grateful but i at any rate um i've been listening to you i guess it's been about three or four years um and i just had a quick question uh your article doug on life is like a box of chocolates or life as an investigator is like a box of chocolates right where did this come from? I mean, I, I guess I'm not. Is this which is this actually is? 
That actually made it as the first chapter of uh, C's book. Uh, uh, Xenogenesis? Right. What, what do you mean, where did it come from? I'm just, I was just curious as to, you know, who this investigator was. Or if it... And I didn't read, I, I didn't, oh golly, I don't want him to know, I didn't read his book. <laughs> oh, okay, no, it's... Um, yeah, I can't go any further than what the article states. That's all I can tell you because I just can't. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, I w- oh, people only knew. So okay. So I, I don't. I don't want to seem cryptic, but but seriously, um, because of because of licensing and because of, of privacy issues. I just can't. I understand. Okay. I understand. I understand. I just always wanted to ask. I really wanted to make it down to the, uh, hear the watchman and, and, uh, my mother was ill. So, uh, or she still is, but, and I, and I just couldn't leave. But, um, but that was something I was going to ask you, uh, when I met y'all. You know, we'll meet again sometime. I'm sure we'll meet in the future. I mean, there's going to be other additional conferences, and I think that, uh, Blake, I'll remember who you are. Just come up and just mention that article, and we'll talk. Okay, that sounds right. that sounds good. And that's that's all I had for this evening. Um, in, in enjoying the show, and really glad to hear uh, that you're going to be doing a regular thing with the with the call-in. So um, so valuable. You, you know, you, it's, it is, it's, a, it it's a people like you and, and and the listeners is so important that that they you and others have a voice. Plus. Uh, it enriches us. Well, I so. I play I pray for you guys all the time, and uh, I, I just can't. Again, you're just uh, such a part of my life. I I'm, I'm home alone during the week. My husband uh, uh, works uh, uh, out of town all week, and and it's seven o'clock. You know, don't don't interrupt me at seven o'clock. Seven <laughs> to ten. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> well, the so show is like a, a box guys. of chocolates. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes you just never know what you're going to get. That's right. a fact. That's a fact. Thank you guys so much, and uh, God bless you all. All right. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. Bye. All right. We're going to David in South Carolina next. David, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you, Hagman and Hagman. I, I, I want to say, Joe Hagman, I just uh, recently woke up as a born-again Christian, and it is... The young lady, Samantha, broke my heart. You know, it was a long conversation, but the people have plenty of money to give her for sex, but they, they can't afford to help her get back and forth or with her, with, with her need for a child and stuff, whatever that is. God knows them. And that's mm-hmm. the state of the Christianity we are today. I'm, I'm sitting here just, and, and I don't, I'm not defeated. I'm not, not but I've got, Close to twenty staples in my back. Just got out of operating, operating operation table for the second time as a forty-three-year-old man, and I'm staying at home with my mom, who's helping me raise my four or my my eight-year-old autistic son. And it's it, it, it's that time we're we're getting closer and closer, and really the the soldiers of God are coming out. And stop, David. Stop a second, David. What you just said there in that paragraph. Folks, did you hear what he said just in that paragraph? How many staples in your back, 20? Yeah, there's about 20 back there. I, I can't right. count them really good because you're still scabbed over. But Yeah, okay. So an autistic son, did you say? 
Yeah, he's eight years old, autistic. Uh-huh. Okay. First yeah, child. Yeah. I thought, right. uh, not yeah. working now? You're not working now, right? No, not with that many staples. <laughs> no. 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 In pain, <laughs> no. right? Okay, so yeah, the reason I brought all this up is, you know, folks, think, when you wake up tomorrow morning, or like you're going to bed tonight, or maybe you're driving along Interstate 90 or 80 or Interstate 87 or whatever, I-5, the 101, whatever, and you're thinking, boy, what a crappy day this was. <laughs> Think about David. That's all I was. I just wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, no, you know, I appreciate that. You know, and if it gives God the victory, I really do. I'm still a sinner. I, I'm one of the Christians that cuss. When I get upset, you know, I, I, I'm not as articulate with my words as I should be. And I, I really don't, I don't read the Bible a lot. And I do appreciate the watchman. I do. You guys are awesome watchmen. Timothy Alvarino, he's been in my prayers here lately. Ever since I heard what happened about the carbon monoxide for his house and stuff like that, and that scares me. You know, even though that exists, but it's making its way. That it's making that that's making its way into everybody's reality in the world we're living in now because God created this world for us, but now the enemy's taking it over and he's made it a playground. Truer words have ever been spoken. You know, people don't understand how they don't understand the battle. But yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. Go ahead. There's a few questions that I've got. Ever since uh, CERN reopened up, I haven't heard much about that. I've caught a little bit off of it from uh, uh, Pastor or Jim Baker, Brother Baker. I I consider him now. I, I never really got into his past as much as. I should have back in the day, and maybe I should have, but I always thought, well, he, he's, he's guilty, something's wrong with him, he did something wrong, he's on the news, but now I can see that maybe it's not so black and white for me, but uh, uh, last thing that I've got from CERN was was on his show, and there's a few other things that I, <laughs> I'm getting show shocked, because I, no, you guys no, really no. are. It was a CERN, you know, Joe. Celebrities in the Christian circles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're rock stars, man. <laughs> Just ask my wife. She, about uh, about the half hour before showtime, I got knocked upside the head, or not knocked upside, but uh, smacked in the back of the head. Uh, yeah, we're rock stars. <laughs> no, no, you know what? Uh, no, CERN. It's interesting you bring that up because Joe, you're you, you're doing some research on that. It's it's. I do believe that this uh, now. This is just really quick. Uh, there are things. It seems to be they're timing certain events to correspond with celestial events, certain you know things in the sky and dates and such. It, whether whether that is a fact or not, I don't know. But based on my research and what Joe's told me, Joe, anything more on CERN? And I know we have to, we should have Anthony Patch on. Um, I do not have anything more on CERN. Uh, I don't know right. if they're you know still. If they're in one of their active or or uh, watch their schedule, of, that's the only thing I'm going to tell you. They're continuing to increase the the uh, acceleration rate at which the particles have been collided, right. right? And the the different types of particles that they've been introducing, like iron or lead, um, heavier particles. So, yeah. we'll, and we'll get it. We'll get Mr. Patch back on to get get an update on that as well. Absolutely. And, and there was a, there was a few other things. I like. I mean, I, I woke up to Alex Jones, uh, the Obama deception, 
that's really the movie that woke me up and then I started getting a little further into them and stuff like that and I, I've heard a lot of people since I've started waking up with 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 the Obama deception and have gotten into gotten into the Bible a little bit more and heard different things and maybe it's just a distraction but a lot of people say that he's some comedian that the real Alex Jones and you know I know you guys probably are a little bit better than have you might have a little more inside because I know when Steve Quell God bless Steve Quell God bless L.A. Marzulli uh Yep. Timothy Alberino, of course, he's he's really he's really I, I, he he must be directly over the target with with whatever he's working on right now, and I can't wait to hear from it because oh yeah, he, boy, that's a story in and of itself. Like that. No, and, and you know, p- people will be quick to say, well, no, this is just the, his imagination. This didn't really happen, or, or uh, you know, ascribe some other uh, demand to see, for example, investigative reports. Okay, you first of all, those people have no right to see anything, in my estimation. Okay, but but backing up a little bit. Okay, yeah, you, you, but 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 you know, I mean. Um, yes, these events or the, these attacks are ramping up against the people who are over the target. When you when you see what he's been working on and how it relates to Genesis three and Genesis six, and and you see who the people who he's been talking to and about and with, and the evidence that he's been amassing with Steve Quayle, when, when this all comes out, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be earth shattering, at least in my view. And see, here's here's uh, David. I'll close with this. Here's kind of where I'm at with this. My reality, uh, as a matter of fact, when I wrote my book and, and when I when I lived that investigation back in 1987, uh, and this is why the book is, uh, I, I talk about the book uh, so much, I guess, or mention it. When I had that investigation back in 1987, I had no idea of how real satanic worship or sat- uh, the Satanism was and, and all of that. I had no idea. And even back then, if someone would have sat down like a Russ Dizdar and would have said, this is what's going on. I'm not sure I would have believed it. So in little doses, I needed to, to I needed, at least I needed little doses. And the reason I, I wrote the book is because that gives you a little dose of what's going on behind the scenes today. And what Maria said, you know, about that saying, okay, these things are happening. So, um, if you don't believe people, if you have somebody that doesn't believe it, you know, read the book. Okay. The reason I said all of that is because with Alberino, Timothy Alberino, with things like CERN, there are things that, that are taking place today that we better start paying attention to because if we don't, uh, we are not going to understand how badly we're being deceived and gamed. Oh, we, yeah, I'm sure we, you know we can stick that we and we must stick to the Bible, but knowing the wiles of the enemy, knowing the tactics of the enemy, knowing the methods, and of course the objectives, I do believe is the key. And you know, Alex Jones, God bless him, he really has woken up a lot of people. And say what you will about the man, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't care. And he, and he tell you the same thing, I don't care what people say really about me. He has done so much to wake so many people up. And, uh, of course, you know, there's a price for that. And, and David, when you start going, and when people like, like you and yourself, you go out and on that path, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get the same flack too. So, well, I, I, I know you've got other callers, and I thank God that you, I, I went through the whole the whole battlefield with the. I mean, with my first back surgery, it wasn't really that much of a success, and 
36 years of my life, I've never touched any drugs or anything. And uh, the child, I, my, my son, David Lee, <laughs> when I moved in with his mom, we weren't married. And I, I believe that David's autism is sort of, you know, King David had a child, and we know what happened to that child. He had more children. David Lee's my only. But I, I, I don't think of it as... A, I think it is God getting my attention, saying, you know, you did something, you had, you had, you had a mar or premarital sex, and he 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 slowed me down with a child with autism, so I really start paying attention to everything around me. And man, he had another round of uh, vaccinations coming up, and I shun to think what would, would happen up in North Carolina. I've been investigated over this over this little boy fourteen times in North Carolina alone. Fourteen times for because why though? Because why for, for reasons for of vaccine? No, not for, for no, no. I just this 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 is the first time that I refused to vaccinate in South Carolina, but fourteen times up in North Carolina for uh, he was in diapers until he was about well until he was six years old. He was in diapers. Not because of lazy parenting, we were encouraging him to use the bathroom, and his mom, thank God, finally got him to start peeing in the toilet. And with that, it was yeah, Eric. For Eric the tech just mastered that technique up last week. I, I'm making light of that. I, I don't. I don't mean to. But no, I. You know. Okay. So you you had some challenges with him then. Obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. I, but I mean. I, I think there's a lot more spiritual. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that maybe eventually we'll all probably we'll, we'll be before before the second before the second coming. I don't know. I think God's got something big planned for me. I hope. I mean, I I was born again December twenty second, nineteen ninety two, and I told God I'd worship Him on my own terms, and that didn't work out so good. There you go. Term. You yeah, know, and, dic dic let's dictate terms to God. That's a great idea. <laughs> right? you know I, I was watching. I was watching. You know, that was uh, Ishmael's mother or Ishmael's father had the same idea. You know, hey, well, you know what? You're going to give us a kid. This lady's ninety years old. Her her maid is about twenty five. So I want to go with her with the child. And thirteen years old. Boom! Here comes Isaac. Was well, Ishmael's brother correct? And I, that's the reason I, I really need to get into the Bible because at thirteen, Isaac or Ishmael thought he was going to get the get his father's blessing and all that. And, and look what he started. Happen. Look what happened. Yeah. I mean, Ishmael, and and that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic story. Yeah. And, and, okay. But thank you for you guys. And hey, thank you, brother. The, and the the police officer that I'd like to name call out about about phony belief in Christ and all that stuff is Brandon Matthews and I didn't prophesy to him I just I was in the back of his car one time and I basically started yelling and screaming at him telling him you know his wife's going to leave him you're, 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 she's going to take your children. She's going to, she's going to leave you. She's cheating on you now and there ain't nothing you're going to be able to do it because you're not a real man you know <laughs> David if I can chime in here Sitting in the back of a police car, yelling and screaming at a cop, yeah. probably not the best yeah. best thing in the world to be doing. It is when you know they're in the wrong. It is. It is. And 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 and, and you're right. It isn't. But with the mom, 
that I had, and I get, I got to give credit to my mom. I mean, my mom's a she's a hippie from the '60s, and she 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 does smoke certain things that a lot of people look down on, and she's a born again Christian too, and uh, and. I don't look at it as, I, I don't look, at, I think really that God put a lot of stuff here on this planet, and I know I'll probably differ with, I know I'll differ with the corporate Christians, but even with the true believers, I'd probably have a difference of opinion about, about marijuana you, do, or medicinal. Well, marijuana. it doesn't matter. Do you, do you believe, do, do you believe in, in, in the single, you know, foundation of faith that uh, the only way to heaven is, is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Is that, do you believe that? Yes, I mean, sir. Okay, there you go. He's and, the one and only child of God. I mean, he's the okay. only son to be gotten of the father. And That's right. So, so we can we can father, but. we can have intellectual discussions all day long and, and differences of doctrinal opinions as long to me as long as we have that because the only way to heaven is through him and if as long as we're able to handle that or as long as we're able to agree on that on that point everything else to me is um, and of course you know the fundamental aspect of, of, of what we're talking about here so. Everything else is, uh, is 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 that religious uh, doctrinal. And if, okay, and I'll say this one last thing: if you sure. if you uh, remember David Lee and yep. David in South Carolina, okay. if you and your son tonight would call our names out to God, well. and give us a breakthrough with David Lee's autism, he's nonverbal. I really want him to come out, and I, I got him saying Jesus and Hallelujah, but I really want him to start being able to talk and start to slowly come out of his autism, and you know, or, 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 or God show me His will, or for, maybe not for him to come out of his autism, but for God to show me what exactly He's going through it for, you know, and show me why it's if it's necessary or why it's necessary, or if there's a if there's an ability to, with the 13 doctors that were found dead down in Florida. I, I know there's a cure for it, but they shut down the one the one place that over in Europe that was. For making the vaccine for it, eighty percent of the kids that were given the vaccine showed signs of improvement, and twenty percent were healed completely from their autism. But yeah, we can't have that. We can't it. have that. No, and, and Doctor Ted Rohr did address that I think two shows ago. But see, we can't have that here. No, no, no. That's that's against the the, the rules and the, the big pharma, and that would. Bankrupt or you know affect the bottom line of big pharma. Well, I don't, so. well, I'll tell you, big pharma doesn't get any money from my son. I don't have him on any medicine, and that's why he'll, he'll stay as long as he's with me. I'll never put him on any kind of medicine. I, I think that once you get put on the medicine, it does its damages, and I'm proof positive of that. Once they give you the pain pill, it does the damage almost instantly, especially when you're going through a back surgery. And you can probably imagine what I got arrested for with just me saying that, but. It does its damage, and from there on out, it seems like you're serving one. You're serving two masters, and the one that I hate most is that one. You know, and I called the doctor up, my doctor up today, and told him just keep them. I can tell that you're treating me like I'm somebody that I'm not. I'm actually a born again Christian. I said keep them, and they called me back three times, telling me my prescription was ready. I said keep them. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be in pain than to. I'd rather be a stubborn stubborn and in pain then somebody thinks I'm a junkie you know and but uh, please pray for that. me and my son and pray for Will my do. mom too it's good What's and great name? show really appreciate it my mom's right. name's Glenda, Glenda. and All she's right. a Will part do. you know I had a 
great Christian. Man, I'm glad you're doing this. I got a lot more for next Wednesday. So uh, we'll call you back. All right, bro. Thank you. God Thanks, bless David. you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to go to Josh. Josh, you got about two minutes. Yeah, we, we got yeah. 90 seconds, actually. Go ahead. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, man, I just want to say great show tonight, man. This has been just fabulous. Um, Thank you. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Can't hear a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, man, uh, Katie's story at the, the top start of the show just was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm disabled, and I'm 35, and uh, I had a bacterial meningitis when I was uh, uh, 23 years old, and I've been uh, dealing with it ever since. I lost both of my legs and a finger, and it has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life, uh, aside from meeting my wife. Um I've had at least, I lost count at 16 surgeries, and uh, I, when I first got sick, I, I got saved, um, and it's just been an amazing experience, and I just wanted to call and share that with everybody. Man, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and, you know, uh, I, we hate to do this, man. We, we're, we're, at the, we're at the close of the program, brother, but uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you, guys. God bless you. God bless. You have a good night. Before, you too. oh, uh, yeah, real quick, Joel, real quick, let's see if we can get him on. Real quick. Joel, Joel, you there? Hi, guys. Hey, man. Uh, Close us out about 30 apologize. seconds, brother. Okay, I want to apologize to you guys for not showing up down there. I wasn't seriously oh. able to get down there. But, anyways, Joe, congratulations. I'm so overjoyed when I saw you go under and come up anew. <laughs> in the swimming pool. You better be glad I didn't baptize you. I would have helped you down a little bit longer. <laughs> I uh, say the same thing, Joel. I do I, I do those things. To, I baptized a lot of boys, and I, the ones I think are a little bit meaner, I hold them down. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. I had a, I had, guys, I had a real good story to tell you tonight, and there's no way I can get it. I'll try to call back maybe next Wednesday. Yeah. That's good, Joel. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, call back next Wednesday. Yes. We'll try to take your top. Right yeah, it's because it, your stories are just—I mean, folks, you want to hear something, man? Thank you. This buddy. is a very We're spir- it's a spiritual. I know it's Doug. Uh, you guys, I'll try to get back with you. I'll call you. I'll All right, try bro. to call you. All right, thanks, Joe. God bless, man. Tomorrow, Pastor Billy Crone will be on. We're going to be talking about a lot of things: RFID chip, yeah. the rise of jihad, and much more. Make sure you tune into that. Billy Crone tomorrow. This is the Global Star Radio Network.